What's poppin', my people? My name is Carl. What up, yo's? My name is Max. Thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. Episode 43 of Hold This Accountable Mason, uh, Missing Seamus Johnson. Once again, yeah. employee of the month over here. Man, man. I guess so. He is. Uh, he certainly has a lot to do with that guy. Uh, you know, he's probably doing homework or something. I wonder if he's played the guitar. Thank you for Probably not! Ladies and gentlemen, let's have a fucking good time tonight. Shout out Decker Polinari. Episode 43, y'all. Yeah, I'm nice and comfy in the middle. Yeah, there you go. That's what happens when you miss two episodes. Yeah, you got demoted real quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He went from center man to, as Seamus would say, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this beautiful podcast called Host Accountable. Like I said again, my name uh, is Carl, and that is Max. Hey, oh, yeah. A little less wisdom in his head these days. Huh? A little less wisdom. What? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the wisdom teeth out. Haven't heard those ones uh, before. I think I've heard those before my wisdom teeth got taken out, so I'm used to it. Yeah, man. Nice. um, uh, Shout out Goodwill for the shirt. Damn it. Both shirts. Oh. I went on a Goodwill I thought you had Adidas on underneath. No, it's uh, some lips. (laughs) It is. Oh, fuck, man. Got to love the good finds at Goodwill. So, yeah, but thanks for hanging out. Episode 43, we can't wait to get into it. We got uh, fun stuff to talk about. Always do, um, man. But yeah, if you are watching on YouTube, the timestamps for the different segments of the show will be up in this corner here. Right there. Uh, you can also find the timestamps in the show notes on YouTube or on the wherever you're listening to the, the podcast. Um, also give us as many stars as you can, if you can, on whatever platform you're listening on, uh, that helps. We'll take a half. Uh, yeah. We'll take a half a star. Anything, just give us, uh, yeah, give us a rating, it'd be cool. Um, and, uh, other than that, thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, it's been a fun, fun time. Fun time, man. Fun are we, uh, are you, are you doing something other than, uh, the old Latte McGee, huh? I don't. I'll probably just stick to uh, beer. I was gonna say uh, whatever that. Uh, oh, funk the Shui one is. I don't know there. if I'm gonna do that one. All right. I'm not sure yet. Well, I'll, I'll, hey, uh, we're sticking to our roots yeah, tonight. We'll stick into the old roots. Well, son of a bitch. Let's get down. Down and dirty. Ladies and gentlemen, episode forty-three, beer of the week. Keeping it simple. Keeping it light tonight. Drinking a little push. Latte. I like beer. Hey, cheers, bud. Push! Yeah, man, we are, uh, last week I had, uh, I had a hell of a time drinking wine. About, uh, halfway through the episode, couldn't see Max anymore. Then you toss a pepper on it. Got a little funky. Oh, you are digging deep. Yeah, I'll do a... Just a... little treat. Hopefully little treat. Is there two or is there one? There are two in there. You want one? I'll fucking do one. Why not? See if this laptop works yet. Oh, yeah. Nope. Doesn't. What, wait, what, which one do you want? Do you want the uh, milk 
Dog, throw that thing away. All right. We're drinking something funky. Max, you're going to have to do some research. So originally, my my plan uh, to avoid uh, not remembering the first half of this episode was to just stick to the lattes. The Bush lattes, Bush Light. And, uh, I mean, it's kind of a family staple there here in the uh, fam. And uh, so I found a little fun, couple fun facts. We're going to be rating them off of Packer players who wore the number 43. Whole lot of them. Oh, man. There's some good ones. Whole lot of them. Old dandy, old. Uh... Oh, there was a good one I got a kick out of. Lost it already. Anyway, we'll do our research. I don't. Not a lot of superstars who wore number 43. Nah. I mean, um, no. 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 Uh, I mean, 44, you get into the Najee Davenport. James the Starks. Starks. No, at first I thought Mike McKenzie, but he was 34. 34, yeah. So let me, let me give you guys a little history behind uh, the Bush. The Bush beer. <laughs> you guys are, we were really digging deep into the coolers tonight. <laughs> so Bush Barver- Bav- Bavarian uh, that'll, that'll go Bush- on the B word list Yeah, yeah Can't pronounce it already Bush Bavarian Bush Bush began as Bush Bavarian The first beer made by Anna Anheuser Bush uh, Following Prohibition Bush Bavarian was given the slogan Clear and bright as mountain air so oh. this is uh yeah this is the first Bush beer put out by Anheuser Bush, and the, then uh, wait Bush Light was the first beer? No 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 Bush Bavarian. Oh my bad. Yeah. Well I'm not paying attention. Sorry. So that was in 1955, the first beer put out by Anheuser Bush, and then uh, just went on to the regular Bush, you know, close is, to the what, 80s. Just what was a Bavarian? What's a Bavarian? Have you ever had a Bavarian? I don't. I it, here. Here's what the can looked like. I don't oh, think. Oh, that's a. I know. Bad it's ass badass. Can. I want one of those. I don't think it ever made it out of um, past when just the regular Bush was, uh, damn, created. So Bush beer in 1979. After nearly a quarter century, Bush Bavarian became just Bush beer. Uh, the bush beer we know today, the new beer was a with with a lighter and sweeter taste, was given the slogan "Head for the mountains," and even if it sounds of refreshment, head for the mountains, and even if it sounds of refreshment, bush. That was the slogan. And then, uh, so after 1979, the newest addition to Bush Anheuser Bush was Bush. Latte. 1989, Bush's first light beer, the Bush Light Draft, arrived in 1989. However, Draft uh, was dropped in 1994, and it just became purely Bush Light. So they used to have Draft on the bottle. Ah. And then it just became Bush Latte. So the, the smooth little bubbly water that we drink... Frequently in our lives. <laughs> so they just changed the draft to latte? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then we want to go a little farther in Bush history. 1994, Bush introduced its first non-alcoholic beer. Uh, the slogan, <clears throat> right? No, That's exactly kidding. what the slogan it, it, was. It helps a lot of people. So yeah, good, It does. Mountains of real beer and mountains of real beer taste. 
pushing it. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know. You know? And then one I've, uh, I haven't heard of this one. Bush, in 1995, uh, Anheuser-Busch came out with Bush Ice. Uh, it was welcomed into the Bush family with a higher alcohol percentage of 5.9%. Bush Ice fe- featured the slogan, Brave the Cold. With the 5.9% booze. That'll help you brave light. the cold. Yeah, yeah. That'll put a little, uh, yeah. little pepper in your ass. You and then after I mean? that, uh, they just came out with camel cans in wow. 2006. And then I think the newest edition of the family was hey. the Bushlight Apple. Hey, don't fix it if it ain't broke. You exactly, know what I'm man. This is the, you know, just keep a nice, well-oiled machine they, running. They changed their cans, and I used to be like, oh, I like the old cans a lot better, but I, I like these new I've cans. I've adapted. I'd like them. I I I agree. So I mean, I, I did find my buddy had an old old can still sitting in a fridge. Yeah, that's the. And he's like, "Man, dude, that's been there for years." <laughs> and I almost drank it, but then I'm like, "Nah, dude, keep this as a novelty." Yeah, I mean, it was it was just more of a simple can, you mm-hmm. know. It was just a simple can. It was. It was indeed. That's what uh, you love about it. Yeah, man, it's good taste and thirsty, but what else are we drinking? We're also drinking uh, a beer by Pearl Street Brewery in La Crosse, Wisconsin. We have drank this brewery, drank from beers from this brewery before. He really did take my uh, wisdom from me. Um, It was, we drank the Linalool. I can't remember what we gave it. Let me see if we can find it quick. I don't think that was a bad beer. If I, eh, can't remember. Yeah, right? It's like. How long ago is that? Pearl Street, Linalool. Uh, oh, okay. So we gave it teams. Oh, wow. You oh. get 2018, 2019, 2011. Two, that was the 15 and 1 team. So that was, a, that was a good, that's a good rating. It is good. Well, maybe that's bad, though, because we lost against. Uh, Ma- so was this bad? Because I did 2018, 2019. Was this the time we did, like. I should have put like if it was good rating <laughs> or bad rating. So we rated it off of like Packer, like Packer teams, teams like, like yeah, yeah. And uh, I gave it the yeah 2011, 2012. You gave it the 18, 19, right? Which were both good teams, just right didn't That's... bring us to the end. Yeah, so I don't really know what could have been a good beer at first, and then just yeah, sucked. that was pretty early on too. I mean, yeah. But anyway, all right. So that was uh, we did Linalool. Um, we are drinking this one is Supreme Fatty. This is a juicy IPA. Ooh, uh, a little bit. Oh, I'm not gonna talk about Pearl Street. We've already talked about them. They're from Lacrosse. Uh, they've been around since 1999. There you go. Yeah. Um, right after the old Bush Camel cans. <laughs> came <out>. <laughs> <laughs> they saw the Camel cans and we're like, you know what? We're doing beer. We're doing. All right, let's see if I can find this. Oh, there she blows. I do remember the little little Supreme Fatty. Uh, Supreme Fatty has a big malt flavor with oats, honey, malt, and milk sugar, utilizing Amarillo. Mas- uh, boy, Amarillo. what is that? Well, Most mosaic, mosaic hops. Oh. Hey, the old mosaic. Those were hops we were thinking about using mm-hmm. our hua beer. Mm-hmm. Um. Mosaic hops combination for a juicy flavor, 7% ABV, 25 IBUs, which means IBUs, what was it, like closer to 100, it's more bitter? Yep, yep. So it's, it's uh, a, internet something bitters units. Right, yeah. 
something. Yeah. So closer to 100 is, is really, bitter. really bitter. So this is uh, a little on the lighter side. 25%. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's Linolul. It's funky can. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like 70s looking design yeah, almost. Go fucking, you know, take a couple, uh, take a couple, you know, and go to take a nice a uh, disco. Take a couple rips of a Supreme Fatty. Go to oh, a disco. Yeah, man, I could do that right now. Cut a rug. Cut a rug. Yeah, shout out all the shag carp. Shout out 70s, man. Shout out that 70s show. All right. All right, shout out this. Red. <laughs> shout out Kitty. Oh, shout out Kitty. Kitty could get it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Donna's mom. Oof. Uh, what was her name? Midge. Oh, Midge. 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 Remember when Midge left? What a sad episode. Uh, she really left me. That, yeah, that show was would just hit you with a sad episode, and you'd be like, God damn. Uh, it's like when Eric and Donna broke up. Right? And then uh, he, like, came back for... Yeah. It, didn't he go to Africa? Or like yeah, he Africa left for Africa <laughs> in the show. He's like, I'm gonna... Yeah, it was a weird, but great show, man. Mm. Hey, what do you think? What are your, what are your thoughts? Good. Heavy, heavy flavor, like full flavor. Yeah, a full lot of flavor. flavor. Yeah, a lot of flavor. But not a, uh, not too much. Big malt bill with wheat, oats, honey, malt, and milk sugar make it supreme. The Amarillo. Oh yeah, you already read this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, so we're going to rate this off. Uh, players who wore 43, this is kind of fucked. Yeah, this will be a tough one. We could... Uh, do we do we just stay on track and... I mean, we could switch it. I mean, we don't have... I don't... I don't know. I think it was it maybe like we should save that for when we're at like an episode like the eighties or something. Yeah. You know, or or a good good number seventies, linemen, you yeah. know, like just wait until we're at that stage. Teens too. Or I mean we're past that. Um but yeah, I mean when if we make it to like the hundreds we can circle back to the teens, you know. See it'd be a good like best Packers overtime game. Ooh. That's a that's a toughie. That is a tough one, man. There's been a lot. Maybe do a little research. We could, uh, yeah, we could look into it quick. Ah, fuck it. All right, so we're going to switch it up. We're going to rate this off uh, the best Packer overtime games that uh, we have been fortunate enough to uh, be a part of. Watch. Okay, this is Bleacher Report's top four. They have... Where's number four? Oh, right here. San Francisco at Green Bay, October 14th, 1996. Uh, The Packers were down 17-6 at halftime. Chris Jackie had other plans. He kicked a team record five field goals. Uh, if you couple that with Don Beebe's 200-yard receiving game, Ooh. there was no way they could lose. Uh, at the end of regulation, the game was tied 20-20. The 49ers won the coin toss. 
Uh, obviously could have won because at that time it was sudden death. Um, oh, yeah. But they couldn't get a first down, had to punt. Uh, Green Bay drove 21 yards to set up Jackie for an overtime record 53-yard kick, uh, which he made. Oh, wow. So that game he... wonder if that's still a record. won the game on the longest overtime kick. Crazy. It is. Cool. Then we got uh, game three is uh, Minnesota at Green Bay, November 6, 2000. Uh, Mitch Berger was primed to win the game with only seven seconds left in regulation when the Packers called a timeout, icing the kicker. He missed the kick. Know a little something about that oh, from this past weekend. Yeah. Sending the game into overtime. Green Bay won the coin toss and completed a 20-yard, 21-yard uh, pass, setting up one of the most unforgettable plays in Packer history. Oh yeah, this is the big. This is the big play. Quarterback Brett Favre laid it on the line in a pass to wide receiver Antonio oh, Freeman. Yeah, that was. That's the famous cat. I didn't oh, know that, that was an over. I didn't know yeah. that was an overtime. Chris Dishman from the Vikings knocked the football into Freeman, who was flat on his back. Freeman proceeded to get up and run in for a 43-yard touchdown, winning the game 26-20. Dude, I remember waking up because I was in school, so I was pretty young. Or I was in grades. I think I was in – I was 11. So um, – Whatever grade that is. Anyway, I remember going to bed and being like, we lost, man. Like, we're going to lose. And <sighs> then I woke up and watching the highlights, it was one of the first games where I was at. I was like, my team did it. Like, my team actually pulled out something where I just. And the most historic catches. You were 11. I was three, four, three. Oh, yeah, in 2000. Yeah. Son of a. Yeah, I don't remember it. Yeah, that, I just remember like waking up and my dad was like, "We want Packers won," and I was he's like, "You gotta watch the play." <laughs> oh man! Like, I was like, "What? Oh my god!" Hey, yeah, this next was, game too was oh. a hell of a. I remember. I do remember this game. Yeah, this one, uh, Seattle at Green Bay, January fourth, two thousand four. This was the wild card playoff game. Um, Packers up thirteen to six at halftime. Um, everything was looking good. Seahawks uh, running back had. Uh, that they had Sean Alexander at the time. He had three touchdowns against the team, uh, or on the game, whatever. Thought they were uh, Matt Hasselbeck won. This is the game where Hasselbeck won the coin toss, and he exclaimed that they wanted the ball and they were going to score. Yeah. Um, and then he threw the pick, the 52-yard pick six to uh, Mr. Al, Al Harris, Harris, who we got the pleasure only. to meet. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Oh, man. Game one, Green Bay at Denver, October 29th, 2007. Uh, I think this was the passing uh, of Brett Favre, right? This is after his... No, no. This oh, was no. when he launched a bomb to Greg Jennings. I was... Oh. This was the first game that came to mind only because I was watching it with my dad, and I remember I called the play, just not the right person. I was like, play action, bomb to Donald Driver. Oh, And they ran okay. a play action, bomb to Greg Jennings. Man, a lot of good ones, and I mean, I mean, even this game this past this past weekend would be up. I mean, just the the back and forth, oh, the the intensity of it all, the constant like, because at some point, as like a Packer fan, a lot mo a lot of times I feel like we fight against the game. We're constantly like, oh, this isn't going our way. Like, oh, defense is. But at some point, I I can't remember when it was. I think it was the the Chase or the the Jamar Chase touchdown at the end of the half. Yeah, that it was just. I was like, that was just an amazing play. I can't even be mad. No man. At my team, 
they the other team was just and I you just like surrender yourself to the game and you just you almost don't even watch it as a fan you're just watching it and just hoping your team wins but yeah. you're just like whatever it's a well-rounded like respected game good defense good offense dude and that burrow he took eight did you see that Oh, that hit that his head hitting that ground. Oh my god! And it just was like a perfect. It was a great hit by Savage. It was like right to the hip, so it yeah. wasn't dirty, wasn't but super low. But then he took low. that hit over the top. But then <laughs> it just so happened that Campbell was also yeah. running, and he just was in the. He took a bounce it off the ground. Oh <laughs> Holy my Holy shit, God, dude! There have been some. I think in the next five years we might see someone die on the field. It's a possibility, man. I mean, it is How advanced just... can then helmets get? <laughs> Man. Man. These guys. Dude, Savage flies around. Dude, he doesn't. Like, uh, he has zero regard yeah, for his. Bad out of hell, just fucking, yeah. I love seeing that, too. Yeah. Out of a secondary. No, yeah. But, yeah, it's as, like, a, a dude who, like. Because sometimes, I don't know, the older I get, the more I, I start to, like, see these guys as, like, people. And yeah. not just like athletes on the field, like guys who need to win for me because if they don't, <laughs> my week is. It's yeah. more of like you get older and you're just like, it's man, personal now, like, man. God, these guys, like you got, you got stuff to do when you're like See, forty. Like, if we, if uh, say we had a new, brand new kicker, he was a rookie, or we just picked him up and he missed those field goals, I'd be like, fuck this dude, mm. get him out. But it's Crosby, so it's like, dude, this dude's been clutch for like forty years. Yeah, how do you, you know? All right, so. Overtime but, games. I don't know. That's this not a bad hard. list, honestly. No, just it's like not. Because all these ones, I, the only one I don't really remember is the 96 one. Cause I was, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, like, I don't remember the uh, game, the Antonio Freeman catch, but, like, you know of it. I've watched the game. Right, I've the watched highlight. the highlights. Yeah. Um, these are pretty, like, big-time games, too, though. You know, is this, that is is this true, beer that yeah. good? I don't know. We can uh, we can look for another list here. Yeah, let's just up. We got music playing. We chilling. Episode forty three. We're doing the beer of the week based off rating it off uh, uh, the best Packer overtime games. Uh, maybe even the worst. You know, if you don't like this beer, uh, think about a game in the in the past that we lost in overtime. What do you think about overtime this these days? Do you like the uh, uh, the way we run it where we can tie or? I, I don't. it's tough. I think in I think in the playoffs it should be this way, but regular season I think it should be. Um, you shouldn't tie games. I shouldn't mean, be able to. Well, here's the thing: then win yeah, in regulation. You're right. You're right. You're fucking right. You know, like I I as much as I don't like a tie either. It's like when people say that, I, there's like zero argument. I can't be like you, because we had how many opportunities to win that game. So it's like, uh, how many quarters do you want us to drag on for right. you guys to miss field goals? So, right. You guys want to miss 10 more in a row? Like, people don't yeah. want to see that. Yeah. Like, at some point, you just got to say, look, you guys didn't have it. Um, let me see if I can find another list. Ladies and gentlemen, my laptop still not working. Still not working, man. Um, I'm trying to think of some off the top of the dome, but it's hard. I mean, if you really don't like the beer, you could do the Cardinals-Packers oh, playoff yeah, game. you could do that. Hope you guys are all doing well. We're happy to have you with us. Episode 43. We are rating our beer. Um, 
Supreme Fatty brewed by Pearl Street Brewery out of La Crosse. And we are trying to find a list of uh, Packer overtime games. Yeah. Seamus may be joining us tonight. We don't know. We could be about five minutes before the end of the show, and his drunk <laughs> ass may stumble in. I doubt it. Yeah, me too. But, you know, what you going to do? <laughs> Golly. It's hard to find like, a list. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough one, too. This is about as tough as the number 43. I don't think it's too no because I like the, I like the beer. So. I do I do like the beer. It is a good beer. Um, did we okay? Were there any play overtime games last year? Look it up. <laughs> Can't remember. Off. It's hard. The Packers overtime monkey. Maybe what that's about from that? 2016. Missing five years of games. True. Uh, Packers schedule. All right, let's do this. Packer. Oh. Bear with us. Enjoy the tunes. We're just doing a little research. We had our plan set on players on who wear number 43 and then. Realize Patrick Dundee is the only fucking person we know who wore number 43. <laughs> and uh, he was not um, good. What, what was that guy's name? Buckets McGee? or Buck- <laughs> Buckets Johnson. <laughs> Buckets Johnson. Back in 1940. I mean, the the overtime games that we tied that one year uh, against the Vikings. Mm, yep. And we had uh, Scott Tolzien in there. Oh, Tolzien. That was uh, while well, we were hunting. That we oh, I do remember. Yeah, <laughs> I do remember I mean, that. So you could be like, I don't know, this is a tie, man. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh man, it's a tough one. I it, I guess it's you play a sixteen game season. You think back on it, it's like just remember the games we won, the good games. Man, but this, I mean, the elect, how electric this NFL season has been, the, the overtime games, the last-minute kicks, the, I mean, even this Monday night football game, everything has just been, that went, I, I remember it, last night I was yeah. sitting there and I was, I watched it all the way through, and then the um, Colts kicker missed the field goal to win the game, they went into overtime. I'm like, I gotta go to bed, dude. I can't, yeah. I can't drag it on no longer. It's been a fun NFL season. The Packers travel to Japan. Team's Whoa. first trip overseas in its 80 year history. They defeated the Kansas City Chiefs 27 24 in overtime. God damn, you know, that might be, that might have been the last time we ever played overseas. Might have been. That was in 1998. Because we haven't played a single, we or out of the country, haven't played a single game in London. No, we might. I we we're, we will though. Eventually, like it, it, it wasn't. I think it was like twenty twenty four or something. They said was our year. All but right. Hopefully, we'll just be playing in Canada. 
was what something something I read that. You remember that Canada game we played against the Raiders? How oh shit that God, was. That field they played on a hundred yard field <laughs> yeah. or like eighty yard yeah, field. They played on a Canadian Football League field. Uh, field goals, I'm pretty sure, in front of the end zone. Like, it, or did they move them back? Because I think in Canada they play with them in front. Well, no. So what they did—that's why the field got all yeah, fucked up because yeah, they moved yeah. them back. But then there was oh, a patch. My God, that was so bad that they. Uh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. That game went to overtime. Did it? I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say I'll pick fucking that game. God damn it. Uh, this one just has the. So, okay, this was in 2016. McCarthy's overtime record was one eight and one. Rogers' record was zero and seven. Playoffs, they were zero and four. Matt Flynn, Scott Tolzien, 0-0-1. Man. But that was back in 2016. You know what? So. I'm going to give this a goddamn Packers versus the Seahawks. <laughs> oh! Fuck it. I mean, you know, it didn't, I, didn't think it, I didn't think it'd be as good as it was until that aftertaste. Man, I didn't think you liked it. At first, or like, weren't the biggest fan. Oh like, no, I'm a fan. I like it. It's good. It's bold. Oh. It's flavorful. It's. Why the fuck did I spend 20 minutes looking? Because well, I didn't think you were fucking thinking anything. <laughs> fucking pink lips. Jesus. <laughs> Just doing your shit. Dude. No, I. Uh, I like it. Yeah, it was good. I was good with that list over there. I like it. I'm a fan, man. All right. Uh, yeah, Sick I'm gonna give it a Packers Seahawks 2004 uh, at Lambeau Field. L. Harris picks it off. After Matt Hasselback talk big game over the mic right in the middle of the field and uh to what a game that we thought could have ended poorly ended fantastic oh. and uh maybe that was uh, how I feel about this beer you know it, it started off hmm not really sure finish that taste get that aftertaste that's a damn good beer I love it. I love it. Al Harris in the end zone kind of beer. Hell yeah. Uh, It's not because I don't want to search any farther. It's because I thought that (laughs) beer was fantastic, man. (laughs) All right. Good thing we have two. Uh, What do you think, bud? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm going to go with... uh, (laughs) Hold on. Let me write this down. What what year was that? 2004? 2005. Yeah, the young buck was uh, seven years old at the oh, time. Oh, man, you remember that like it was yesterday. Yeah, vivid. I'm going with the um, the Broncos one. Okay. Just because it, it was a regular season game. It wasn't like playoff game. Nothing on the line. Nothing really on the line. Um, and this beer, is, it's a good beer. It's, you know, it's fine. But uh, I don't think it's it's playoff worthy in, in my brain. Uh, I do. I, yeah. Good. <laughs> I'm I'm glad. Supreme fatty. Supreme fatty man. Yeah. Uh yeah, so we'll go with that. Alright. Alright. Call that thing. Fuck beer of the week. Ladies baby. and gentlemen, episode forty three, beer of the week. Getting real. Oh a real quick update. Um not gonna make it tonight. I'll eat a habanero next week. I apologize. From James Johnson. <laughs> okay. We I will get a habanero. I will have it ready for him. He Glad said it. you are a big part of the show. I'm going to send back. Tell him that he definitely will have a habanero, like, legitimately ready to go. All right. Because I think missing two weeks in a row, he deserves a habanero. All right. I sent him. Glad you are a big part of the show. 
Bring your milk next week if you even make it. <laughs> what a piece. You should, you should cap it off with, thanks, roommate. <laughs> Is this what I expect out of you being a roommate? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I got to. God damn. Shame all. Making me keep track of shit now. All right, well, shout out Seamus Johnson and his girlfriend who doesn't know how to fucking drive. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Can we get some fucking... We might have to bring intern Jake back. God damn. We just might. All right, well, yeah, shout out Seamus. Uh, Thanks, bud. Might have been a two-weeker, but it's all right. It's all right. What are you going to do? You live and you learn. You you only hire the good employees. I don't think he's learning much is the problem. Uh, no, I think we learned how to hire the good employees, and uh, Seamus might not be one of them. Empty Whoa, seat that... again in the stool. Man. <laughs> we, we didn't learn. No, nah, we didn't learn shit. Episode 43, Beer of the Week. Shout out Seamus Johnson, you piece of shit. We'll just drink beer. Yep. Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer is good. It's good. Yeah, hey. Episode 43's uh, weekly challenge update. All right, all right. Um, Weekly chance. So we have to get uh, the skinny Buddha tattoos, and we are going to be doing that on Thursday, Thursday of yep. this week, which is what we said yep, on the show yep. last week. Um, So, yeah, we got to wait till we get some... Money in the bank and Money then, in the uh, bank like, uh, And then we can get that ank uh, You know what I'm saying Yeah get that Money in the ank. bank And then get that ank You know what I'm saying You know what I'm saying Hey we're gonna toss our Ank in the Ank machine And get some <laughs> <laughs> This could be bad dude Yeah So yeah What do you So what are Like What is um Like what am, What are you uh Shoot how am I Hoping for Yeah and then What's like What's like one thing You like I don't like, want, like realistic. A, I don't want like a fucking dragon tattoo. Oh, okay, or like yeah. uh like yeah. a weird flamey like fucking <laughs> and, and not flamey as in some people take like like literal like flames, flames yeah, like literally flames. Yeah, I want like I hope for something like goofy like I hope it's something goofy like you know like a dog taking a shit or something other than uh, like a fucking dragon flying through the sky. I, don't know. I tried calling them yesterday to see what they got in their machine. Well, yeah, that. We'll just ask them about. Yeah, kinda. What's in your machine? We don't fucking yeah, know, uh, man. That's been up. You want to do that? <laughs> you wait. Hey, hey, Steve, come over here. Hey, Steve, this motherfucker. That do you remember been- what you put in that machine? <laughs> Weren't you all fucked up that one night? You were fucked, weren't you? Hey, dude, that's probably exactly yeah, what it is. Yeah, you were just coming off a bender, dude. Dude, and there's got to like... be like 17 dicks in that machine, <laughs> man. And there's about 20 tattoos in that machine. <laughs> yeah, so we're good. Yeah, that's my... Yeah, my biggest fear would be... Yeah, like a smiley face or something. Like, I don't know. Like, okay, like, uh... so... um, We haven't... De- like, we haven't determined where you have to get it. So, like, if you get a bad tattoo, like, that... Fuckers going it on the bottom of my foot or my ass cheek. Yeah, pr- yeah. If it's if it's dumb, it's just gonna go on my ass. But, but possibly, it could be cool. It could be. That's the fun part. What? Maybe what? there was one guy who was like, "Come on, guys!" Like, 
put like a monkey smoking a joint in there. Yeah, there's some, one, you know. one cool dude. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. So what would be like a cool, like something you'd be like, oh, bitching, like something like if I pulled out a picture of, uh, like just like a cart, some type of like yeah, cartoon, like, like funky, goofy cartoon. Maybe we could ask him like if it's kind of. And it'd be like, hey, could you just put like a like a little flare onto it, just like or, your own? Or all right, so we already like we're set on the machine, right? Yeah, we got to do the machine. Okay, okay. I was gonna say like we could ask him like, what can we get for fifty bucks? Nah, but, we got to do it. Okay, the okay, okay. We do so it. I mean, we got to do it. We can't really tell him flare. We have to keep the fifty yeah. bucks because <laughs> worst things worse. You just you got to put it on your ass. And or the top here, bald ass head. Nah, dude, I'm short, man. <laughs> Everyone will see that. <laughs> Looking down on me. What? what, what, why you what gotta... Okay, what if you like? What would be like terrifying? They were like just terrible if you pulled it out. Like okay, obvi- okay. Obviously, there there's no dicks. There's no. Yeah, it's no. Just, it's probably all like, like something that's like super duper cliche, like, like a tramp stamp, like flags, you know? That's yeah, ma- yeah, like that, like one of those. Yeah, or like suns around your nipples or something. I wouldn't buy. I would do I that. Mean, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, one of those like anything that's like like um. Just anything that's like the typical tattoo. only God can judge. Me. Yeah, <laughs> no regrets. No like, regrets. Shit. Like that, yeah, like the tramp stamp uh, or like or like the barbed wire. Yeah, I'd be like, fuck, man, barbed wire. I put wire? that right around my balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit off limits. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Man. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought about. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of. Who knows what's in that goddamn? You know how many times as a kid I went into that tattoo machine. Because we've done this as kids at Century. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we, you know, you crank the thing, yeah. open up the little, this is probably exactly what we're going to do, open up the little capsule, oh, man. and you're like, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. I got a uh, Britney Spears tattoo, bro. Uh, yeah, that will, I think that actually did just kind of scare me a little bit if I if I have to get a fucking, like, tramp stamp. Design of a tattoo tattooed on me somewhere. Yeah, because it's gonna the only place it's gonna look where it belongs is bottom of your back. So if you put it on your ass, oh, okay, this would be. I don't think we should. <laughs> we'll do this because. But okay, so it would be funny if you get a tattoo. You um, you don't like the first one that comes out, so you get you get a chance to do it again, but. The other person gets to pick where it goes. Oh shit! So okay, like, okay. if this, if I'm the, in. if you hate the first one, you're like, fuck. Okay, can I do a respin? And if you do a respin, the other person gets to pick where it goes. But I, that's fucked up. That, that's, <laughs> Are you in? I'm in. No, I mean, I'm, I'm in because okay. like, I, if you don't. If you really don't like the first one that much, then it's like, I, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I I'm would, in. I'd be cool with that because I'm not gonna be. A, no, yeah, I I'm not gonna be an asshole. <laughs> oh, you got Fuck that ch- second cheek, one's bro. a tramp stamp. Put it right yeah. on the forehead. <laughs> I think uh, you need some new eyebrows. Buddy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, this is risky because you know no motherfucker goes to this fifty cent machine and's like, 
Yeah, oh, I wonder. Want to get a tattoo? Bah, just put a couple cents in the old <laughs> machine. Let her pick for me. Maybe we get something dope, dude. Maybe get, I get a little uh, Jorgensen smoke. Dude, I'd even be joint. cool with just like flowers. Like I'd be down with just anything, dude. Some flowers somewhere. I, I mean, okay, not anything, but yeah, <laughs> like, you know, like a fucking piece of pizza. All right, I'll put that bitch on right. My, like know? I'd be like, fuck it, I, I fuck guess it. I like, I do like pizza that much. You I know? do. <laughs> I'll be eating pizza for the rest of my life. So <laughs> I'm like, never gonna not eat pizza. Every time I eat pizza, it's, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the arm. Oh. Oh, <laughs> a little too hey, much of a good thing. James's uh, laptop in here. Not too bad. It's not. Uh, you know what we should do? He won't listen this far. We should. No, he we won't should even get, listen to it because he's should not even find, a fan of the show. Like, we should find. Doesn't show up to the show. Yeah, he's. This is why we should do we this. We should it. find a laptop that looks almost like identical to it. Put a broken screen. Yeah. So the next time we're recording, and he's like, "Oh, I got to go to the bathroom." We switch him out. And then you'd be like, oh, like right walking in, like shit. spill a beer all over it. And you just I'm be done. Like, oh, because he's just got that like old, that old school. We looking. could just use this. No, he wouldn't. He would know because his is big. He's got a yeah, he's got a big, big, bulky, like 2008 working. In we an just got to go to. Down. Yeah, I just got to go back to Goodwill. Yeah, they got one there. All right. We're going to have to. We got to play a prank on Seamus like a good one. Yeah. I think that because there's no yeah he's not gonna listen this far into the show. No. All right, so if anybody's trying to uh, be a guest host on the show, yeah, uh, you know we do have an open spot open. Uh, probably that, every other week, Seamus is usually at the bar. So yeah, and honestly, just show up and we'll probably pick you over Seamus anyway. Yeah, man, no big deal at all. Uh, shout out you, Dick Big. You'll get your uh, your name up on a screen for. Tens of people to see. It'd be <laughs> tens of fifteens of people to see. <laughs> Showbiz. Showbiz, baby. Showbiz, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so, yeah, that, so that was our weekly chance. That was weekly about to say, like, challenge fuck, update. Yeah. I mean, have you, um, I don't know, Do you have you been uh, working on anything? Like, how's the table coming along? You little, what? Uh, so, uh, slowly but surely. Huh? Yeah, I... I Planed it down a little more today. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you cut it, cut it, plane it, little bits at a time to make sure your wood's flat. So, it's been drying, slow process. I'm not rushing it. I don't want to fuck it up. Yeah. Cool. So, been working on that a little bit. Um, working on my eight-year milk can process. Ah, Still, we'll get into that. We'll get into that That's later, our but. monthly. But uh, monthly personally, uh, yeah, anything. Nah, man, not shit, actually, which is disappointing. What about you? No, I mean, I'm looking looking to buy... Oh, yeah, this is buy big. Some, buy a property. Yeah, that's Hopefully, big time. Uh, yeah, so Wednesday... So where are you looking now? Wednesday, I'm going to go check out a few places. Nice. Um, and one of them is actually pretty promising. I'm actually... I actually got my hopes up pretty high for this one. East um, side, west side? It's actually very close to here. Oh, It's bitchin'. like right... Behind uh, a few streets behind the pick and save. Okay. Back there. Nice, nice. So it's over there. Um, so yeah, I got my hopes up. Big backyard or big big yard. Cool. So that's like one of the big things. And I if you need. get somebody who you family or you know, then that's one big backyard. Yeah, exactly. It would be. It would be. Hey, that's be nice. So that's big. The that's... that place on Webster that I saw on. What was that? Fr- last Friday. Yeah. 
put in, got an offer put in on Saturday. Oh. So I was like, even I wasn't. The yard was pretty small. It would have been doable. I would have had to do a lot of like fencing and uh, um, uh, landscaping. Yeah, which would have been fun, honestly. But but it wouldn't have been like ideal, you know. They also put in like a giant like cement round circle fire pit, like right in the middle of their <laughs> yard. So it was like their whole yard was just like taken up by this like. We're burning, bitches. Well, and the, okay, and then the other thing, the cement circle was gigantic, and then the fire pit was kind of small, so it was like oh. just like <laughs> gaudy, just fucking. They just ugly. like put. I think there are two guys because I, when I was going up there, I saw the guys. I think that lived there. Yeah, and they looked. They had the con or the the construction gear. <laughs> yeah. You know, so they're probably Jeez. drunk one night. Like, yeah, let's see how big of a fucking ring we can make. Like, we can fucking pour some shit. <laughs> So, yeah. What do you think the inside circle like two by two, and then the rest of the circle like fuck five feet? Hey, we need seating, man. People <laughs> got to put chairs down. Yeah. We need a place to put up rears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like, man, like I'm just gonna dig this up if I, and that's just probably in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so yeah, that. So this place over by Pick and Save, nice backyard. Backyard. Inside it's, looks alright. Um, yeah, the the only thing that's kind of the roof is like ten years old. Okay. And that was the problem with the other duplex that I put an offer in. The roof was old and needed to be replaced. So, and they didn't want to sell it to me because I was a first-time home buyer. Yeah. So, they're like, well, we know the roof is kind of fucked, so we don't want to. I know a lot of roofers. Well, and that's I even told my realtor I was like, I know people who can do, who yeah, could help me out. That is one thing I, I have, can, you know, a couple of buddies doing. So, but so we'll see. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, uh, and, and buying a house, you're. Especially a property, you're gonna have to be sticking well, and that, koala into that bitch quite a bit. Yeah, and the the other thing that I'm learning about it is that, like, I got my I got my hopes up pretty high for that one duplex, just because like I started really liking the area it was in and everything. Um, and then like the it, first one or the one that they turned me down. Oh yeah 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 yeah. And and I was like. There was like a week stretch where like there are no duplexes, new ones coming up on the market. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, fuck, like nothing. Yeah. People aren't selling. And then like a week later, it's just like five more come up, and you're yeah. like, okay, like yeah. So I mean, they'll pop over here, yeah. And I mean, and that's the thing. That's the beauty of it is don't jump into one right away. I mean, you'll right, and that's that's the hardest part. Like you you find one. I mean, even like buying a car. You know, you buy a car. You're fucking. You're anxious to buy it. You're, you know, you want. You find one that you think is perfect, and then a month, a week later, you're like, yeah. this one's got about a hundred thousand miles less. Right. It's way more beautiful. And uh, oh shoot, what was I? Damn, I can't remember. What I was <laughs> ah, exactly. shoot, my goods. Uh, no, but it uh, it's been an interesting process looking for duplexes. It's really like. Uh, the the whole oh I remember what I was gonna say like you get your hopes up so high because like when you first tell someone like uh, okay I want to put an offer in yeah like all of a sudden like shit starts like popping off right like yeah. you got to make calls to this mortgage people yep. you got to do this this and like your heart starts pumping you're like Dude, is this something I really want and then you you convince yourself like yes I want this yeah I'm willing to put all the time and effort in so then you're like all right this is this is gonna be my place because you have to think about it that way you can't like half ass it no. Especially, like, buying real estate. Like, 
I think. I mean, yeah. I don't. Know. I mean, and also you're you're also a first time buyer, right? So the first time is going to be yeah, and then you, crazy to you. It's going to be insane. It's probably going to give you problems because it's their new problems. Right. But then everything after that, I mean, it's learning, building. All right. Well, this is what I fucked up in the first place. This is what I fucked up in the second place. You know, you're only going to get better. Right. So, so, so yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been interesting, but I like it. I mean, it's it's been cool. Like hell yeah, and you've been active about it. Yeah, and that's and the like I said, the fun thing is just like thinking that it's not going to turn around, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, there's two places I can go check out that are kind of what I'm looking for. Like, oh yeah, cool. So that's hell been yeah. cool. So that's been that's been uh, my own personal stuff, basically. Right outside on. of show shit. Outside of show shit. Um. Well, after this, uh, let's uh, jiggy into a little bit of uh, just kind of our monthly, the end of our monthlies. What do you want to, you uh, trying to get out of this bag toss game or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, let's uh, do that. Let, no, no, no. I'm playing. I mean, I'm going to win anyway, so it's yeah. cool. So, well, uh, I think beforehand, let's let's just kind of chat a small bit about uh, where our monthly challengers are going and ending. Okay. We'll play bag toss and then we can get into kind of what. The new what we're looking for, getting to the charts and shit. Sure. Sound good or? Yeah, man. Are you just eager to lose? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> all right, ladies no, and gentlemen, no, we're no. gonna get into a little uh, monthly uh, challenge recap, and then kind of the new new end of what we're thinking about for our next monthly challenges. I'm gonna run real quick outside of the studio. I'll be right back. Uh, we're gonna do a little blue bluebells forever tune for you. Tune in. We'll be right back. Wow. Thanks for these awesome tunes, Carl. This fucking guy. He's got blue balls over there, so he's got to play blue bells. Fucking A. Changing up the show. Man, this song sucks ass. Just scroll forward a little bit. A little bit. Not in too bad. So uh, we'll be talking monthly challenge recaps. Uh, Carl and I have been working on our monthly challenge projects and goals. Uh, There was a little bit of a mix-up, I guess, maybe, on the days. So... We're getting them, um, and we'll uh, update on Carl. And I, yeah, Carl's working on his milk can, painting the milk can, and I'm working on uh, writing a short story, and uh, that is what we will be talking about right now. Ah, it just ended, man. Oh, that was a quickie. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, man. I think uh, this... How's the milk can coming? Good. Good, man. Good. Good. Fresh painted coat. Fresh, fresh coat of paint. Fresh painted coat. Yeah, fresh painted coat on her. Looking actually very lot nicer than I thought. We got this new. Uh, so at work we've been pushing for this a new paint gun. Do a lot of paint at work. Yeah. Need a new uh, new gun. New gun. New gun. Oh, Our last gun. A little leaky. Caused a lot of runs. So. Uh, this new new gun we got, 
fuck, dude, I layered probably four layers of paint on this can, not jug, yep, can. Yep. And uh, looks great. Looking pretty. Yeah, it looks Looking great. Pretty. Yeah. Uh, the details are what's kind of uh, messing with me a little bit. Well, yeah. So did we? Did you explain how like the picture was painted by someone else, and you have to recreate the picture? perfectly the way this person painted it originally so, yeah <laughs> i have not actually so my so yeah i got this milk can and uh which our uh manager uh had uh just call manager had uh painted a picture probably back in 1904 a picture of a farm our farm on it and wanted me to uh, repaint the can, make it look fresh, make it look nice, and then uh, kind of touch up his painting. And uh, the the hardest part about it is um, I sanded down everything but his painting because I didn't want to lose his artistic touch on it. Right. And uh, so I painted the entire mount can Taped off the, the and you you sanded down because you're getting all the old paint off. Yeah, right? getting all the old rust, especially rust. Rust, especially. rust is mu- it makes everything bubble chip. So I painted it off as much as I could, and and now it's kind of just looking at the painting, which is still right. a little bubbly. So what is your like? Do you have a plan for how you're gonna try to repaint? Just gonna this? paint over it. Like so, you're just you're. Um... I'm gonna just kind of. I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna bright. So I'll I'll basically repaint the picture over the picture. Okay. Like I'll just so I'll follow not... the follow how he did it, but just put new paint on, brighten gotcha. the colors, and then. And uh, you kind of brought something up, like maybe just put a clear coat, like seal it, so it doesn't rot or like uh, flake or rust. Yeah. Which I don't. Know if that's possible. I've never done it. I don't work with metal much, so well, I know like Rustoleum makes like a clear Rustoleum. Yeah, so I might do something like that. Paint off or tape off the rest of the jug so I don't get clear coat over my paint. And then I mean, basically, things only gotta last like ten years, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or twenty, forty, fifty, hundred years. You know, it's only forever, it's gotta last forever. That was fucked up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I take that back. So yeah, no, I'm I'm trying to figure out a way to make it last forever, and uh, so I'm not like an artic art articulate articulate artistic articulate. What does articulate mean? Articulate. I'm I'm I don't know. If is that's that a word? word? I, I just don't make know that up? if that's a word. Articulate. Uh, I think it is. Articulate. Articulate. Okay, I missed the fucking out. Well, no, articulate is like how you speak. Yeah, yeah, not an artistic guy. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought it meant like detail, like fine detail. I'm not a fine detail. Can't fi- like you know like if I'm I mean, doing no, something. Yeah, I guess that would. I it, yeah. Okay. Because that like it's hard. Like if I'm doing a painting, like I just need to do. You're not an articulate painter. Yeah, sure. Okay. You know, I can't pronounce my paintings well or whatever the word. No, no, no. I think <laughs> I think I think what you mean would make sense if you like said it like that. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's our it I I just it's I'm trying to make everything perfect with making everything uh lastable. Right, right, right. <laughs> you, you know, like, like uh, you're more you're trying to think of just like, all right, I get the rust off and repaint it and this yeah. thing will last a while. I but want, now you yeah. got to worry about a picture. Yeah. That that I can't sand down because if I sand down, then I 
then it's hard to then recreate. it's another six months for a manager to wait for me to get this goddamn <laughs> thing done, you know? Yeah. Because Picasso ain't perfect, so man. And the 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 crazy thing is, we know a lot of people, but we don't know many like painters, like detail. Yeah, and and that's the thing. I and I don't want to like can't. I don't want. I start something. I don't want somebody else to finish for me. That's like the hardest part about it. Which would be a good trait to have. Like, okay, I did my part. I know how to use a spray gun. I'm good at a spray gun. Everything looks good, coated. You're uh, a very detailed, illustrated artist. Finish it for me. Yeah. And I just wouldn't feel good about that. Well, but if they do the picture perfectly and you're able to provide a product that's yeah, perfect. Yeah, I'd probably sand it down and do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> So yeah, okay. So that's a little. Uh, where so that's, how, okay. uh, that's where the milk jug is. Milk can, milk can. is at. Yeah, milk yeah, yeah. Can is is uh, other milk jug is empty, but yeah, that one is fully. Full yeah, of, you, you finished that thing off last week. Yeah, man. Yeah, last week know, was a doozy. The, uh, I don't know how the manager didn't have how he ate a cereal uh, <laughs> or anything. Is blueberries? Yeah. Is <laughs> green beans? <laughs> Raspberries, yeah. literally fucking any fruit. Uh, oh, but that's my finest memory of this place. <laughs> you want blueberries for breakfast? Yeah, of course. What do you? What are we doing with milk? <laughs> it's like cereal. <laughs> Bitching. It's, like a, it's right. like a liquidy parfait. You know? <laughs> it is. Yeah, and I learned to love it. All right, so uh, you talked uh, about your being Shakespeare and shit. You want to? You want to toss, and then we'll talk. No, I yeah. So we can. I can. I mean, we don't. Yeah. No, I'll give an update. I'm I'll sorry, just up- I kind of went ass backwards on I'll, this one. But. No, that's all right. I'll just update kind of what you said on. Uh, I can I can save save the uh, the little uh, writers uh, highlight section or whatever you want to fucking call it for later. Right. Um But no, so mine, uh, my monthly challenge was to write a short story, and what I did to try to accomplish this was basically just take. Uh, like speaking notes, and then tra- and then go back and re-edit it, write it, clean it all up, and have that be my short story. So I spent like I drove down to Illinois one weekend, so most of that trip was spent talking to my phone. This short story. You found out that you talk a lot. I found out I talk a. Uh, a lot and it takes a lot to uh to go back and like clean up your thoughts right because when you're just talking you kind of like highlighting the high you it's almost like I didn't get like I didn't really get dive into a lot of detail <clears throat> excuse me detail I was just kind of flying through like the main yeah. points of the story and trying to basically creating like an outline and then yeah. I had to go back through and like fill it all in and on the, on top of that like edit all the grammar, like put in punctuation because there's no punctuation. I was just talking, yeah. So it just it was just one long sentence, basically. Yeah. So you had to go in and put sentences. If you in do it on mic, every time, you're, like if you're done with the sentence, you have to put say yeah, period, period, comma. Well, even that, like com- and then it comma, catch. You, comma, it literally will spell out yeah. comma. So yeah, I had to do all that. So it was just a lot more work than I originally thought. Which was it was, I liked it though. Like it was. It was fun to do. It just took. I just knew it was. Um, it's just one of those things that you know you have to put like 
your whole like thought process into. So you like for me, I don't like having like a time limit on that. So yeah. I don't like being like, all right, let me just get an hour in because yeah. I might if I start rolling forty five minutes in because it's just taken me a while yeah. or whatever. And then it's like, well, I only got 15 good minutes. So I would try to, like, save it for the end of my day. Okay. And sometimes, like, it would be, like, 11 o'clock at night, and I'm trying to do it, and I'm falling asleep. Yeah. And sometimes, like, especially with writing or reading, too, like, like you hit you hit a funk. You hit a good, like, you're writing. All of a sudden, everything's flowing. You're going. You're going good. It, you know, you're, you're going through everything well. And then at a point, you'll just hit a wall where it's like, yep. you know, I can't. Like I've read these, I've read this sentence, this paragraph, four or five times, and I just can't. And then when it's when you start forcing it. So like last night, uh, for example, sorry to kind of interrupt, but like I I picked up a book that I had read 175 pages of, and then just set it down. Okay. And so I picked it back up last night, and I read 30 pages. So I'm, and I and I'm into it. And uh, my whole plan, like, read all night till you fall asleep. And then I hit a point where I'm, like, just kind of getting bored. And I'm reading back pages, going back. And finally yeah. I was just, like, I can't even – I can't read anymore. Like, I have to put it down because, like, I'm not catching any of this stuff. It's not exciting to me anymore. And so I just said – I feel like that's a big thing with writing. But, like, what well, is it like – that, that just sounds like you need to find something new to read. No, it's good books. I'm into it. But, like, it's, for me, it's, like, I can, I'm just starting to read, like, and trying to, like, get reading being, like, a mentally visual, exciting. Right. So what know? I'm saying is that, like, that book has tapped out that mental and visual, right? Like, when you read, like, all those things. But that's like, how I read the whole book. I know, but it sounds like you're, like, that book, you're over it. You've got, you've already got it. It's, no, it's. No, I know exactly what you're saying, but like, for me, it's like, um, being like comfortable at the time to sit and read because uh, I don't sure. sit. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, good yeah, at yeah. sitting, you know. So yeah. like, it's like the novelty of reading is like fuck. It's not. Fuck, it's not yeah. the story. It's the actual reading itself. Exa- exactly. So like last night, I found a point where like I got into the. I was in. I was back into it, and sure. I read thirty pages straight. Of, like, I was into it. I was picking up everything, like, you know, like, being visual with my book. Yeah. And then I had a point where my brain was just, like, like, let's sweep the floors or yeah. something, man. Like, right. we got to get up and be active. So, like, that's, that's why my re- my reading's the way it is. Because, like, I, gotcha. I haven't read a book since, this is the first book I've read since my senior year of high school, which is... Six years ago. Yeah, no. I mean, you know I haven't what I mean? read in a minute either. But, okay, so my question I was thinking of, what is it like going back and reading your own literature? Or kind of, like, you know, like going oh, back and reading I... just you said out loud. like. Well, it's kind of fun because it's almost like a little puzzle in a way. Like, because so much of it is like, it doesn't like take it perfectly, right? So yeah. it's not like I'm reading this and I'm like, oh, I thought I was super clever there. It's like, what the, f- okay. What? Why does it say cookie right there? What word could that have meant? Coochie? Right, like, so it's like <laughs> stuff like that where you got to be like, how does... Okay, it's like a C word probably, and it fits into the sentence. Yeah. So maybe it was like... 
It's like picking your own brain. Yeah, or and then also trying to figure out what a phone thought what you were saying. Yeah, man. So and so it I, it's really it was it's fun because it you don't take it so seriously like, oh, that's a dumb idea or like that's stupid. It's it's more of like, oh, okay, how can I change that sentence to fit the rest of the flow or where I want this to flow to? Yeah. So it's 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 like you're proofreading yourself. I think if I went back and read it now after I've completely edited it, I would be like, "Ah, oh, what the? Why was I?" Yeah, see, ain't that the worst that? part about yeah. it? You know, somebody who's probably wrote like the the finest novel can probably reread that whole book and say, "Like, why the fuck would anybody right. buy this?" Right, exactly. And yeah, like you. So like basically, what you're doing, like you said, you were you would send stuff to your sister to proofread. Yeah. Well, I still I'm gonna send her the whole. Yeah. I finished it today, so I'll send it to her tomorrow. Oh, so you finished it today? I did. I finished the. It's like how hard was it to fin- to well, to I, make the ending? Well, it's so the fun thing is is that it's a short story, and it's in like I want it to fit in with a a collection of short stories. Oh, okay. So it's really not an ending. It's more of like the end of the short story is the beginning of this character's oh, like dope. development dope. and. I, I hope at least that's the plan, right? And so it's it's really fun because it's like okay, I want this to try to I want this to be like a dramatic yeah. kind of end to this. So this if short you story. gave me what you wrote, how many pages would I have to read? I might be close to twenty, but I'm not oh. sure. I love your short story. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Can I? Will I be able to read it? Oh yeah, definitely. Bad. When I'm done, Bad. yeah, you'll yeah. When I get it back from my sister. And then um, we'll ask Grandpa who edits his uh, his covers to his stories. We'll put a fucking cover to it, oh. cover in a bag. Twenty page. Twenty page. See, and, and something like that book. could yeah. be something because a lot of people are like me with reading, where it's yeah. like if I can finish a book front to back, twenty pages, that is fucking awesome. That'll make me want to read the next book. Hey, if okay, so I think it it would be. I, we should make we should try to make like a comic book. We need someone who's like an artist, right? And like we sh- we could come up with like so if anyone's out there is listening and is wants to make like a comic book or something. GT. Well, well <laughs> I don't know. I would think about paying yeah, you, seeing how much it would cost to get like a twenty page short story turned into. A, we'll just fucking sit back, have a couple vitamins. We won't even record an episode. We'll just sit here behind the mics and just yeah. tell a story. And we'll and we'll have someone uh, like uh, like in court. When they, you know, they <laughs> sketch everything. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Damn, that'd be dope. That'd be fun. Do you have a name? Do you have a name to your... Um, no, that's you don't actually... Have, uh, you don't have to put it out there. Have you even thought about it? No, I haven't, honestly. That's a, yeah, I probably should. Um, well, that'll be something I got to think about. But... um. But yeah, just so no. everybody knows Seamus feels bad for missing the episode. Well, he should. <laughs> well, eh, what a scrub. Well, he'll really feel bad next week when he's shitting and when he's probably at the bar, habanero. not at the show, <laughs> and we gotta find somebody else to fill in for him. Yeah, he should feel bad at that point. <laughs> hey. I wonder how his guitar. Hey, Seamus, how's your guitar? Uh, Song coming. What were you? What were you singing? Like, oh yeah, fucking Grace has a thong. What is that song Grace called? Grace is gone. Um, yeah, cool. Wow, thanks, man. Awesome. Glad hey, I'm glad, yeah, thanks. Glad, glad you could be a part of the show really, for two days. Really helped out a lot. Yeah, man. Shout out. Really, uh, tried to hold you accountable. Yeah, but you know, 
You'd rather... Max is just writing books, and I'm just painting milk cans, and you're just writing, boozing. painting, and you're <laughs> boozing, man. Yeah. Feel good about yourself. Better graduate college, <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna move oh. on, man. Me and Max are gonna play uh, uh, probably the last game of uh, well, bag toss because I'm about to win. So, well, we'll see. I'm uh, I'm six point, so we're playing to sixty one. You gotta win by two. I'm up fifty five to twenty five, so we'll see. I don't know. I haven't really been feeling uh last week I broke out a little bit. Ain't feeling baggy? It was a it was a it was a week. Baggy. I, I was in a I was in a one week slump, you know. What I mean? So <laughs> you wanna do uh we'll toss opposites of each other so we can both have a mic. Oh no no no. Fuck that. We can't do that. Dumb idea. Right? Um, I was just saying since uh, our yeah, because then you can't great. technically like block each other. Yeah, so whatever. I guess we'll stay on the same. Maybe we'll put the mic in the middle. We could just stand. Yeah, we could just stand on one side. All right, all right, all right, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. I'll twist this around. Uh, we got done talking about Max being Shakespeare, Seamus being a piece of shit. Hey, uh, you're, uh, you're Da Vinci over da there. Da Vinci, you know. Uh, He's a painter, I prefer. Right? Uh, I prefer. Uh, Monet. Uh, what's the guy with one ear? You know. Guy who got his oh fucking uh, Picasso. Picasso. I was gonna say Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> He's an actor. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was a little bit of a brief weekly, monthly challenge update. Monthly and weekly challenge. We're gonna mosey on down to Bag Toss Town. Shout out, Seamus. Hey, Seamus. <laughs> I hope you're having fun at the bar. You. Oh man. Yeah. How great. bad is that? God. Was that the last one I played? Yeah. All right, we're going to play uh, Blues Breaks by Phil G. Yeah. Thank Ladies you. and gentlemen. Here we go. We're going to play a little bag toss for y'all. Maximilian is down. I'm about to stomp his ass into the ground. This is that big test sound, motherfucker. Carl's hey. a clown. Carl's a clown. Seamus ain't nowhere around. Episode 43, motherfucker. All right, episode 43, bag toss. Here we go. <laughs> Carl is eating sandwiches like I'm about to eat these points. I'm up 55 to 25, playing to 61. I'll start it off. Baldy goes for the toss on the board, right over the A. It in. Oh, I left an opening. Oh, I got one point out of that. I made one in the Alright ladies and gentlemen, Max made uh tree. I made tree on the board, Max made two on the board, one in the hole, apparently that's three. 
So, uh, <laughs> so the score currently is 56-25. Let's get down to it. Eh? That's just how we've been scoring the whole game. That's probably how you won that goddamn cribbage game, too, huh, bud? <laughs> Episode 43, Bag Toss of the Week. Uh, once again, I am up. Keep your mind on your mask. It's a scorer. Max down 28-56. Max is up. I'm up 56-28. Yep. Let Carl get three more points. Got to keep things close. Got to keep people coming back. Yeah, I guess. You know, we'll, hey, we'll get back. Don't call it a comeback, I'll, ladies I'll and gentlemen. I'll spot you, like, I'll give you the 35 before I really start to turn it on. Sounds good. 35 and alive, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 43, Bag Toss of the Week. All right, Maximilian, what are we getting oh, down to, huh? man. All right. Let's get into it. Let's talk. Uh, let's see. We talked. Uh, we did bag. Oh, we got to roll some dice, man. Oh, you got to roll the dice, dude. You're up. Nice. You are up. All right, so did we, we talk? Yeah, we already talked tattoos. Yeah, we yeah, talked we about the uh, skinny booty tattoos. We'll be getting that. On Thursday, and um, I called them. Oh yeah, I was about to, I was gonna say this, and then we started talking about the uh, what what uh, what we wouldn't want to find in there. But anyway, um, so wait, did you ask them that? No, I dude, I called them like four times and they never answered. Cause I was gonna say ask them about the uh, what their like walking hours are. I already have like a hundred dollar deposit down there, oh, so nice. we might be able to just get them for free. <laughs> I was supposed to get a tattoo there a long time ago, and I never. Well, yeah, I mean, did. if that's the case, then I'll just pay we'll you. Just get them. Yeah, yeah. So I'll we'll, we'll just show up and ask, see what uh, see what we can do. Uh, yeah. So you're rolling dice, man. Let's I see know. what we got for this week. All right, let's do it. First dice, three, column three. All right. So we are either going to find an event or festival to go to. Uh, we're either going to cook something new, come up with at least one new weekly challenge for the weekly challenge grid, uh, start planning a Hua trip, potluck party at the stew, or the crew goes to the theater. <laughs> Should we make this, maybe we look up the Meyer Theater and what kind of plays? Yeah. <clears throat> a little bigger than the actual theater? Yeah, we'll do the crew goes to the Meyer Theater. Meyer Theater. All right. Fence way. All right, Let's ladies and gentlemen, see. here goes. Six. Oh, hey, hey, like we're going to the Meyer Theater. We're going to the theater. All right. Well, we and while we're on this topic, let me let me just see. Yeah, pull up, pull up the Meyer. Let's see what they got rolling. Some fancy mother. 
Uh, I hope it's wicked. Uh, might be actually <laughs> cats. Uh, we got Hamlet, Hamilton, and oh, that's canceled. Uh, we got Lean Morgan. We got Deuce Wildy, the Dueling Pianos. The uh, Dueling Pianos. Our they shoot at each virtual other? shows, they... board of directors, event Draw. list, event listing. Here we go. Hey, now we're talking. All right, all right. We got the uh, George Winston is canceled. Uh, we got Home Free Dive Bar Saints World Tour. We have Kathleen Madigan. Who you have any ranch? Do you have any ranch? <laughs> we got the Jake and Tanner experience. Oh, that that's the radio show, right? Yep. And then we have Warren Miller's Winter Starts Now show. We got Oak Ridge Boys. Uh, songs of John Prine. Oh. Herman's Hermit starring Peter Noon. The Frontmen of Country. Eagle Mania, the world's greatest tribute to the Eagles. And this all dives deep into November. Yeah. See, so yeah, man, we got a bunch of good shows coming up. Hey, Whitney Cummings. Mm. Whitney Cummings. In no- November 19th? Do you, uh, yeah. D- I mean, who's she? She's like, uh, com- she's like a comedian, podcaster. Okay. She's, uh, she does, she used she's cute. To, she used to do the roast, all those roasts. Mm. She used to be on, like, the roast shows and all that shit. She probably still is. I don't know. One funny mother. Steve-O! What? Oh, yeah, January. I forget. He's... Ooh, Steely Dan? Steely Dan. The Ultimate Fleetwood Mac tribute. Oh, man, Steve-O would be dope. I mean, it's not could, much of a uh, weekly. Like, do we just look at what's in the week? Or do we, we say, well, fuck it? We could do either way. We could say, all right, let's pick something to go to. Or let's go some to something this week. Okay, so what what would like, be this week? We've got the dueling pianos. It looks like. Let me pull up a calendar. Oh shoots! It's uh, it is October twelfth right now. They're the fifteenth. Yeah. So let's see. The uh, sixteenth pianos is the sixteenth. I mean, Leanne Morgan, the big panty tour. <laughs> the big panty tour. That sounds exciting. <laughs> Is she a comedian? More info. Uh, Leanne Morgan's originally scheduled Friday, twenty eighth, August twenty eighth, twenty twenty concert at the Myra Theater is now Friday the fifteenth. Uh, Leanne's style of comedy combines the southern charm and hilarious storytelling about her own life and act that keeps them coming back for more. As a stay-at-home mother of three with a husband, people are always accusing her of spying and on them because she seems to be living the same life they do. The fact that everyone can relate to her comedy has made her a hit, even among the strangest of audiences." Interesting. Might have to do some research before I go to the big panty tour. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Her ticket is $35. Steve-O's ticket is $35. I would, uh... If I'm spending money... I'd like to see Steve-O. I, Steve-O sounds more entertaining to me because that is the guy I know. Um, So how about this? We watch a couple big panty tour... <laughs> yeah, it's... 
Be careful where you type that in at, and uh, we'll. Uh, I'd like to see Steve-O. Yeah, I mean, I he, would. I would have seen the Jane Lynch and Kate Flannery because those. I do recognize. Oh yeah, Kate Flannery. That looks like the, the woman from uh, the Office. Yeah, and then she's the one Jane from Lynch uh, is funny. Funny, yeah, she's yeah. funny. So uh, you want to just say fuck it and do Steve-O? <laughs> Oak Ridge Boys? What's the Oak Ridge Boys? Where was that? That was uh... Oak Ridge. Oh, yeah, right there. Elvira. Ooh. All right. A little too much money for my pockets. How much is this one? Oh, look look Whoa, at that guy. $59. Yeses. A four-part harmonies and upbeat songs of Oak Ridge Boys have the spawn... Dozens of country hits and number of one pop smash earned the Grammy Dove, CMA, and ASM award and uh, garnered the host of our industry and fan accolades. Every time they step before an audience, the Oak brings four decades of chartered singles and 50 years of tradition. The stage shows widely acknowledged as among as the most exciting Anywhere and each remains an an enthusiastic enthusiastic about the process they have ever been. Read that like shit, but yeah, Steve sounds great. <laughs> Look at that! Look at these guys. I know, dude. Who that guy's beard f- blends in with his shirt. What a interesting group of folk, old men. So yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we have we. <sighs> We got, we're gonna have to. I think we should just have Ponder. to have. We gotta have something picked out by uh, next. All right. I mean, uh, this one's twenty bucks. Warren Miller's Winter Starts Now. <laughs> Not ready for winter, so. Billy Brian and Herman's Herman. Starring <laughs> Peter Noon. <laughs> should it star Herman? <laughs> I mean, I'm always down for the Eagles too. Yeah, Eagle Mania. Plenty of room at the Hotel California. California. Any time of year. Man, this is a. Uh... Steve seems right. I'm surprised the Meyer hasn't. Pay 75 bucks, you'll meet the fucker. I'm surprised the Meyer isn't shut down. <laughs> What's the uh, Steve O's link? Let's see what it says about this guy. Oh, man. Never heard of him. For adult audiences only, jackass star, stand-up comedian, the New York Times bestseller author, Steve-O, is bringing the Bucket List Tour to the Meyer Theater on Saturday, January 22nd, 2022 at 7 p.m. Every idea on Steve-O's Bucket List was all so ill-advised, he never expected to go through them and expect to go through with any of them until it was time to prepare for this tour. Not only did the stunts... More ridiculous than what you already know Steve-O for. He did them all. He made multimedia comedy show out of all of them. Not for kids. Not for the faint heart. This show is for adult audiences only. That sounds Damn. entertaining. It sure does. Uh, we might have to go with that one. Because that sounds like a comedy jackass style. And it's Steve-O. And it's Steve-O. It's Wisconsin. Well, he's sober now, so he's not going to be drinking. Um, no, but he's still wild. But he's still wild. Uh, I keep up with Steve-O. Yeah? Yeah, and he's still doing crazy shit. Yeah, he's got a podcast out. Yeah. 
He has a he, yeah, he has a podcast out. He's doing well and uh he's still doing crazy ass shit. Cool. And the bucket list tour, I've watched a few clips on looks fun. Yeah. Looks like a good time. I mean I I, and I say we try to do this. You can only imagine the crowd. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, there would be people like our age, so it would be... All right. All right. Let's, I think we know what we're doing. Let's do the Steve-O tour, man. All right, we're doing the Steve-O, the bucket list tour. Awesome. Cool. Put it down. Throwing it down on the weekly challenge update here. So that was one we will complete in January, but we got it picked out. We got it picked out. Do. So next week, the goal is uh, we'll have new tattoos. Yeah, man. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. Skinny Buddha shout out. Skinny Buddha shout out. Gumball machine. And uh, so this weekly challenge is uh, for a couple uh, months up the road. Do you want to do uh, maybe a park cleanup in in place? Uh, maybe some sure. volunteering or uh, park cleanup to uh, kind of make up the space. And then we can pick. Weekly challenges up until this. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So do uh, uh. Sorry, I couldn't remember the name of his fucking tour. Uh, bucket, bucket list, list tour. tour. Yeah, I got it now. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we can do that. I don't. All right, let's do a park cleanup. We'll do, uh, should we do it, uh, try to do it Sunday before the game? Sounds good. What time's the game? I think it's a noon game this week. Perfect. So we'll just try to get up and. Yeah, no, 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 I'm get down. done. Uh, we, uh, we'll think about parks throughout the rest of the, this episode. Yeah. Uh, if we don't figure it out, it will be posted on our Twitter. It'll be posted on our Facebook. Um, yeah, we got a Twitter. We hey. have a Twitter now. Check us out on Twitter. Uh, Max is going to be. <laughs> Max is going to be in control of the Twitter, Instagram uh, side of social media. Uh, unless I can... Uh, unless I'll, I'll, Yeah, I'll give you the Twitter sign-in okay, and stuff. Because I could do Instagram, too, if I get the Hua sign-in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Max, yeah. So, we'll uh, we'll keep you guys posted on what we're going to do Sunday morning before the Packer game. We'll do a quick park cleanup. Seamus will probably be sleeping or at a bar, so he will not be there. Um just consider Seamus. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, if you're a fan, Seamus fan, you know, just put him in the past. It's cool. Um, but we'll keep you guys updated, posted, um, and we'll figure that out. Stevo Bucket List Tour, January twenty second. Uh, we'll be there. We'll be there live. Uh, we'll uh, try and bring GoPro in. See as much as we can do. Uh, probably not be able to do it live, but like at least us going in the process, you know, us pre-gaming, you know, doing our thing. Um, this is cool. This is awesome. Something I wanted to see. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize he had videos out of this bucket list tour. To oh check man, some he's out. yeah. Go on Facebook. Follow him on Facebook. He's uh, he's still doing shit every day, all the time. And uh, so this is this is exciting. It'll be cool. And if we want to get spunky, man, pay seventy five bucks. We can meet the fucker. That is true. If we really wanted to get, and uh, I'm pretty sure if we gave him like a whole accountable koozie or like a t-shirt or something, be like, "Hey, dude, like, you know, he, ah, wild, bro, <laughs> you know, like, fuck it, you guys do this too, man. <laughs> yeah. Not well, not like you, dude. Not but... like you. We're not jumping off shit, but all right, cool, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm excited uh, to check this 
Hell Check yeah. it out. All right. Um, so that was the monthly, weekly challenge updates. Yeah, the timestamps are going to be uh, a little interesting this week, folks. Yeah, you know. So we're going to mosey on down to... Uh, we can go a couple ways. Sorry, I was getting the uh, Twitter and Instagram account info okay. lined up. Um, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, no, so that was like the end of... Uh, shoots, my goots. The dice roll. So this is me just talking out loud. <laughs> Yeah, we're just going to let Max talk to himself for a bit. Ah, uh, crime. This is why we need a fucking shame here. Yeah, All thanks, right. Bud. Thanks, guys. Every fucking show we do now. Hey, no excuses. Play like a champion. And so, uh, uh, drink like a bum. So, yeah. AKA shame All right. All right. All right. So, moving on down. So, look, I mean, we could do uh, mental health talk. We could do Carl versus Let's Dictionary. Let's do Carl versus Dictionary so I can get off um, that off my mind. Mental health talk is always primetime talk. All right, let's do Carl versus the dictionary. I got a good word Perfect. for you. Cool. Uh, Pumped me, about uh, it, excited about it, ready to be there, ready to be square. I don't know if you're ready for this one. All right, cool. <laughs> don't blame time. It ain't bad. This is by Electric Mick. Hey. This is Carl versus the dictionary, episode 43. I hope you guys are doing well. You guys are healthy. Staying peaceful. Thanks for hanging out with us this week. Episode 43. Let's do it. K-Town versus the Dictionary. What letter are we on, Max? We are on to the M words. So, uh... Magnificent, bud. Let's get down to it. Hey? (laughs) Uh, Learn how to spell. Uh, Yep. Yeah, I'm just uh, trying to pull up. Here we go. Last week, we were on the uh, L words. And, uh, Loquacious. Yeah, I almost got that one up. This week. What did you think? Uh, L U Q I O U C I O U. Oh, no, I was just I was talking. How'd that go? I was talking to the song. Loquacious. Hey, you, you spelled it right. Good job. Yeah, did I? I don't know. L U motherfucking Alright, your word. Okay. This week. Carl versus the dictionary, episode 43. Carl's on the M words. M word this week. Menagerie. <laughs> what the fuck? Poof. <laughs> Menagerie. Jesus fuck, dude. Do you know. I have heard of the word. Um, the, the definition surprised me, but I, I've, this, I've heard of it. Fuck. M-A-N-I. Menagerie. See, it's always like the zzz. You know, the zzz that fucked me up. Menagerie. Same with time. <laughs> M-A-N-I. Fuck. Menagerie. M-A-N-I. M-A-N-I. It's like I want to toss like a C in there. 
Do whatever you feel. May I? M A N I C I O U R Y C I O U R Y I No 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 okay okay Fuck you dude why you gotta put me down I'm not trying to put you down It's like a teacher saying like Oh you were pretty close So I'm not a teacher man Menagerie Menagerie can I have the def? No, I can't. <laughs> can I? Can you use it in a sentence? This is the most bullshit spelling bee I've ever fucking been a part of. M A N I S E R O Y O U I. Oh man, I laugh only because you're gonna kick yourself when you hear how it's actually spelled. That's why I'm laughing. Was my second time. You're just overthinking it way too much. Menage. Menage, menagerie. So it's, there's a G. M I N I G E R O U I. Oh, I mean R I menagerie. What the fuck is it? <laughs> Am I getting close? Am I touching? Nah, you're not really close. And right, cool. Again, I'm only laughing because you're just gonna kick yourself. It's M E N. Okay, I was already wrong. A G E R I E. I'm not kicking myself because I would have never guessed. Well, that. no, I know, but I mean, not that you would. Definition. It, it, oh, wait, it. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, Using a it. sentence. Let me guess it. Using a sentence. Okay, menagerie. I have no fucking idea. Is it like uh, menagerie? All right, using a sentence in a way like maybe I'd have to guess a little bit, <laughs> if you can. <laughs> have you ever used this fucking word in your life, Max? Um, it's just menagerie. Would somebody use it like that? Or like his thought on this was just menagerie. If okay, I'll read what. Uh, if my cell were big enough, I should walk around, walk round and round as I have seen the caged animals do in menageries. Menagerie, a collection of live animals for study or display. Yeah, fuck. Cool, <laughs> great word. I'll use that never again. Ah, well, you know, you were getting pretty close on those words earlier, and, you know, you were kind of close. Yeah, and, you had to uh, pull out the fucking sixth grade spelling bee. You're the word. Menagerie, 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 <laughs> menagerie. Hey, I guarantee you. Uh, you got a big cell, you're menagerie, menagerie, menagerie. <laughs> <laughs> Collection of big hey, animals and menagerie. I guarantee you a lot of a lot of farm kids in Wisconsin could spell that word yeah, and know exactly what fucking Hey, all I'm saying... That's a bunch of menagerie. All I'm All saying. All those kids are big clumps of cell menagerie. <laughs> Stupid. Well, read a little bit. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you have a... Yeah! Episode 43, bunch of menagerie. <laughs> Dumbest fucking word ever in my life. Ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 43. Host accountable, Carl versus Dictionary. I don't know what menagerie means. Probably won't ever. Either do you.
This fucking song sounds like a bunch of goddamn menagerie, too. Whole bunch of <laughs> menagerie. <laughs> menagerie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, We're going to mosey on down to fuck this town. We're going <laughs> to mosey on down to mental health town. Yeah. Hopefully you guys stay tuned. Hopefully you guys enjoy the show. Hopefully you don't think it's a bunch of menagerie, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> oh yeah, you are using that word correctly. <laughs> wasn't wasn't like a goal of ours was to like learn something new every week. Yeah, can you sell, say that definition one more time? I was gonna say, to learn how to use this word. All right. I, I mean, even the fucking definition, like it's it's simple. It's not hard. Isn't an atom a collection of cells? A cole- no, it's a collection of live oh. animals for study or display. Okay, so it's like, like these, a zoo. Zebra, these zebras are a, like a, a zoo menagerie. Is a menagerie almost. No, that's just a fucking prison for animals. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Fucking menageries. Poor word. I guess we're just animals, so this show could be a so menagerie. So it's a collection of we're animals. Just animals on display. So I guess you are right. This is a menagerie, Carl. You Man. Know what? I shouldn't be so hard on you. You know how I look? I look like Jorgensen right now. Like, I am a part of a goddamn... How do you say that word again? Menagerie. Men- menagerie. <laughs> Sit in a zoo, I could be pronouncing it eat wrong. my poo. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Menagerie. <laughs> menagerie. Morgensen. <laughs> All right, we're gonna All go. Right, we're gonna talk mental. Let's talk something I can at least relate got to. Some... Jesus criminy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All, All right, right, ladies Here we and go. gentlemen. Episode forty-three of Menagerie. <laughs> we're gonna talk a little mental health, y'all. I'm just yeah. a collection of something that's getting studied for something. Let's are, figure this out. Uh, Yes, uh, you got a health quote for us, huh? There, pumpkin muffin. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> What's that mental health quote, Max? I'm doing the joke of the week after this. All right. I'm not about to be a bunch of money. All right, our mental health quote this week is by a man they call Seneca. The greatest blessings of mankind are within us and within our reach. A wise man is content with his lot, whatever it may be, without wishing for what he has not. So, that is our quote, and I'll uh, say it again. The greatest blessings of mankind are within us and within our reach. A wise man is content with his lot, whatever it may be, without wishing for what he has not. Sounds like... uh, Something that seems impossible to a lot of humans most days. So, to me, okay, this is, uh, 
be be grateful, be happy with what you're given, with what you have, with what's within um the life you live and um don't be maybe un ungrateful or unhappy with with the things that aren't in your reach with what you can't have at the moment maybe yeah and i think like one of the things and the reason i i saw this quote and it stuck out to me because before the show we were watching these two guys um and they were playing they were in a a, a music studio and they were basically composing an entire song just off loops and they can each of them can play any instrument in the studio uh, the one dude could sing amazingly. I'm sure the other guy could probably sing as well. They both saxophones. Uh, one guy was on the pian, like dual pianos, another guy was playing the drums, and it was just incredible what they were doing. And a lot of times, I see a video like that, and I think I wish I could do that. Right? That's something that like, oh, I wish I was able to do that. But a lot of times, I have to try to catch myself and like understand that, like those skills that's not as much as I of course I wish I could have or be able to do those things but like that's not me really those guys have been probably playing instruments have been around music have, they probably have or they could have family that have been like passed them knowledge down that has like raised them on music and they just have they could have just a wealth of knowledge let's say that I could never even imagine because I don't have what they have, but I have other things, right? Like I'm not, so what I'm like, what I'm trying to say is that everyone has a different starting point. And if you try to wish that your starting point was someone else's starting point, just because of amazing things that they can do or like jealousy, right. Or I wish I practiced that much. So I was that good. It's like, well then you can start practicing right now. It's not too late. It's like, well, yeah, but I'll never be able to make a video like that. Well, yeah, because, I mean, in 50 years, like, they probably have been doing music their entire life. It's probably taken them, I don't know, those guys couldn't have been, what, mid-20s, early 30s maybe? Yeah, it's taken them 20, 30 years. So, yeah, you could start practicing, and in 20, 30 years, you can make a video like that. But yeah. it'll take you that long. So it's like, don't wish, like, enjoy, like, the things that we do Enjoy the things around you without wishing you had them. Yeah, and I think I, I think another part that could be added to this, you know, um, a, a wise man is content with his lot. A wise man is content with um, the things he was given, the things he is good at, and maybe the things he doesn't recognize because he is spending too much time wishing he could be something else. Sure. And, I mean, you know, I think it's important to be content to be wise about the things, I mean, you you were given, whether it's something you worked for or something that's natural or something that's, but something that you know you're good at and maybe you put on the back burner because, well, something has, somebody has something that I think is better than what I have. Right. So why would I pay attention to my greatness if I could attempt to strive for something that, 
maybe is out of my reach. But, I mean, I think a lot of people have to learn how to be not content, never be content. I think being I think being content is is an escape. I don't know, is is just it's just being okay with being complacent. So I think it's I think it's very important to be content with what you're given because a lot of people a lot of shit that we have I don't think a lot of people may have, you know. Maybe it's the way we think or the way we do certain things or the way we take care of ourselves or the way we take care of others. You know, those, and like you said, the people in those videos, maybe those people don't, aren't cautious and, and, uh, and grateful for the, the, the small things like family or take care of their family or, uh, um, are kind to the, the people around them. You know, small things that are beautiful things that people are, are within their lot. So I'm, I mean, reading this is like, I think it is, you have to be, wise enough to be content with what you were gratefully granted with but maybe not wish to what you don't have but you know like it's okay to thrive for things that are bigger than you but also recognize the 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 things you were blessed with that maybe you know maybe like me you know I I'm 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 grateful to be a person who, you know, loves other humans as good as at, at uh, talking to other humans and, you know, working with other humans. And that may not be as cool as jamming on a saxophone or playing a guitar. And those things seem greater, but, like, at the same time, it's like, well, you know, what's really greater? Why would you not be content with that little thing you have, but also be able to strive for maybe things you aren't, um, born with or capable at the time with. I don't know. It's a fucking mouthful. Yeah. I well. Yeah. I just I, threw a fucking Bible at you. No, I think you. I think you hit it pretty much on the head. But the like. I think one. I do think being con. I don't think being content is a, a like a bad thing though. Like. Because, uh, I don't know, I feel like it. it's not so, like, if you're content, that doesn't mean you're not still striving. Yeah. Right? You're, st- you're like, you're content with striving with what you have. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're content with saying, like, okay, like you were saying, this is what I'm good at. I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to strive to, I'm not going to spend 20 years trying to play the saxophone just so I can make one cool video I'm going to spend 20 years like developing the the things that I've already like cultivated through just my life. Yeah. And like some, you know, and I so I think yeah, I think um no, like what you were saying, like I, like push push yourself in the areas that uh are like your passions. Yeah. And then, but don't, like, waste your time worrying about, like, oh, like, I wish I was really good at basketball. I want to make it to the NBA. Yeah. Like, that's, loving basketball or sports is fine, but don't, like, wish you were, don't spend every day being, like, man, I just, if I was just taller, I'd be better. Like, 
that's cool. Like, learn how to coach or, like, put your passion somewhere else. Yeah. Instead of, like, wishing for what's not there. All right, let me let me try to create a saying out of... Can I ask you something really yes, quick? Yes, please. What, um... Oh. Damn it. Ask, yeah, create your saying. <laughs> okay. I forgot. I had the... Uh... All right, so out of this, I would say... Don't allow you being content become you being complacent, but don't allow your contentness to cage your courage. Make sense? Yeah. Don't allow where you are don't allow what you what you recognize as you know you're content with being a good person you're content with um these skills that you have but don't allow that for you to be complacent where that's all you need that's all you okay this is what you got this is what you know this is what you're born with you're content all right so now I'm complacent that's cool I'm fine with that that's all I need no fuck that you know but um, man, maybe this is backwards. Don't allow your contentness well, for you to become. Well, it's it's tough because like, like what if like someone is a, like if had some type of uh, just like crazy anxiety, and they needed to just like accept the fact that they, for like they just they work they do their thing like they they don't they don't really have like a drive to be greater, right? Like they yeah. they have a sense of like complacency but they're content with that. They understand okay. it and they're okay with it. They're not like in knowing that about yourself gives you the freedom to not like wish you were something else. Okay. And I th- I think that's but that's the tough line though that is hard like I don't it's not easy. And I I don't I think that's the tough part is people we need to f- as people we need to find like that thing for us to like latch onto and to in a way be complacent about because if we're constantly striving for like to be better and better and better maybe like you just get burnt out and you're like I don't even love this anymore because I'm just trying to be better instead of just enjoying like someone who knits they're not trying to like be the greatest they're not trying to enter competitions to be the greatest knitter of all time they're just like I enjoy sitting down knitting my mittens or whatever they yeah. knit and like I understand that that is my happy place and my happy time and I get to do that for three hours a day and the rest you know I'm working and I got to take care of this and I'm whatever chores you got to do but those three hours they can be complacent and content in the fact that all they're doing is knitting be content with your complacency like if you want to put yourself if you're comfortable and you're and you're happy and you're okay with where you're at and with you know what like what you understand being content is in your own life it's different with everybody like you know every i have a certain amount of um i guess complacency too in my life where it's like you know i um i'm 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 comfortable being content in this part of my life where it's like i know my limits here but there's also parts of my life where it's like i'm not okay with 
being complacent or being content. We're like, I, do, I would like to strive for more, whether it's, you know, and, and these are different, different aspects of life. And I think being, working a job is a place I hate being, I hate being content. I hate being like, I hate knowing like, okay, well, this is what, this is, the thought of a career is a place I cannot be content with. I, it's like, um, I guess because I haven't found it, or I, I'm, I just, I think I want more. So like, you know, there's some aspects in my life where it's like, I've always told myself I'd love to move out of the, out of the state, out of the country, out of somewhere. But I'm content. I, I am content with where I'm at, where I live, because. I have family. I have people I want to see grow. I have family I want to support, and I and, and I'm comfortable and content, very content in that place, knowing that I, I I can do something else. But like right now, like I'm cool with being here. I want to be here. But and then you then I shift to a work aspect where it's like, okay, I don't know. I don't know if I want. I I know I don't want to be here. I I'm content at the moment because. Um, I'm an aspect. I'm I'm good at what I do, and I I'm needed, and I like the people I work with. But it's so hard, so hard for me to become complacent where I'm at. Like I just I I know I mean more. I need more. I I should be doing more. So it's just one place where I just I need. I always keep myself on edge about where it's like this is something. This is not good enough for me. I you know like there are. I don't look at other people like they're doing better things. I I should be doing what this person is doing. It's like, no, I'm not content because my I know my boundaries are bigger than what I'm doing right now. So I think it it kind of varies in different aspects of life where it's like it's okay to be content or complacent in different places, but it's just it's knowing where you want to be content and to be complacent, like you know, like where you're okay being where you are. Um, compared to places where you maybe are lying to yourself saying that you're content there. And I think, I think job wise is like one thing big for me where it's like, I know I fucking supposed to do way bigger things than building fucking windows. I know that I've always had, I always have, but I'll be content here for now because I'm good at it. I'm, I'm, um, I'm a part of this company. I'm doing something for these people, but I'm I'm never going to become complacent here because I know there's bigger things I should do in life. So I don't know. It's a fucking, this is like a hopscotch bounce around quote to me. I don't know. I think I use all those words in the good place. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's kind of saying that Like stay true to yourself, right? And I think okay. I think that's at the the heart of it is like we all have um, a starting point that's different from everyone. You're you have a different starting point than your brothers and, brothers and sisters had. Like you know, same like we all have a different way of viewing the world, and we all have that like inner thing that drives us and you need to to follow that whatever it is don't let outside influences like determine that so so i think like for you you have this like drive in you that you can't like 
you can't really put a finger on it, right? Yeah. You really can't, but you know that there's there's like there's something. Yeah. And I don't think and I think what you're trying to say is that like you don't want someone or something to influence what your like eventual like end um, destination destination will yeah. be. You don't want something to come around and and be like you can't move anymore, right? Like you don't want to be like no, I. But if I need to move, I, I'm gonna move. You don't yeah. want something to come around and do that, and and that's that's you. That's your. That's what yeah. you're calling it. Like you you are sticking to that, and I think every person is a little different, and I think that's what this is like. Like, I, someone might look at what you're saying and be like, dude, wh- why would you want to move? Like, that's, yeah. you got family, you got this. And they might be like, dude, just stay put. Like, what are you doing? That's crazy. I've I've never felt that type of love before. Like, I would, I, I'm fine. I'm looking for love. I'm looking for a place yeah. to set roots down and, like, and make that place my home and, and, and get in a job for my entire life and, and raise a family. And, like, that's what that person's calling is, right? And Yeah. And... I think this quote would if if that person heard you and they'd go, you know what, man, I, I, I think that's how I feel. I don't yeah. feel I don't want to listen to what like my heart is telling me. I want to do it. I want to go move somewhere. Yeah, that would be like you're wishing for something that you're not. Yeah, and so I I don't like for me I don't know what that is. I still am looking for what keeps me content, right? Because Hell yeah, dude, part of the reason we started this show is because we're not content. We're we're looking for that thing that like will captivate us in a way that we put every single ounce of ourselves into, right? Like, hell yeah! All right, I'm gonna get back to this. I real quick have to run. All right, all right, cool, man. I you gave me a whole different different thought on this. Cool, yeah, absolutely. No, we are talking uh, mental health talk. Uh, Who a forty three mental health talk? We uh, our quote this week. Um, was the greatest blessings of mankind are within us and within our reach. A wise man is content with his lot, whatever it may be, without wishing for what he has not. And it's by uh, a person named Seneca. I should look up and see who Seneca is. I should have done that before the show, but, uh, you know. That's the reason why we're uh, small time. You know what I'm saying? Seneca. Oh, Southeast Cat. Oh, here we go. No. Plattsmouth? No, that's the cat. Oh, Seneca. <laughs> God, I'm so dumb. They really did take my wisdom from me, I think. There wasn't much there, but whatever was there is gone now. <laughs> anyway, all right, we'll uh find about Seneca later. All right, what uh you had a you 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 said you uh we're going in another you had a new thought. Yeah, I think I think at first I was kind of thinking about this a little more outside of what it meant, and I think you kind of brought me back to um kind of like inner you know like a more mental inner thought about where like um maybe this isn't necessarily set on skill set or what you do or what you're able to do but the way you think and being content with 
um, like kind of what I was saying, you know, like um, being not wanting to stay somewhere, like you know the whole sp- the spiel I went right on where it's like, um, okay, the the greatest blessing of mankind are within us and within our reach. A wise man is content with his lot, whatever it may be, without wishing for what he has not. So I guess reading it now after kind of what we talked about where it's like, um, I'm content with the lot, you know, the place I'm in where like, um, basically like I'm content with not being content with where I'm at. Right. I think that's a, I think, I think it's a cool, not cool. It's a, it's a a different way of kind of looking at things in my head where it's like, you know, it's okay for not, and okay, so here's a struggle for me that I always, you know, I've always been super uneasy about not being content with where I work, where it's like, you know, I I should want to make a, you know, I'm, I'm 24, I should be at this place, I want to make a career, and this is this is what I should have to do, this is what I, I should just commit myself to it, um, and... Because that's what you do. But I know that's not the lot. I'm not, that's not the lot I'm content with. You know, like I know there's, there's something out there bigger that I should take risks and, and not necessarily like quit jobs and, and search and, and be more open minded and, and go to places that I, I know that that work with me that, that, you know, this is that work with the lot that I'm in. And, um, so yeah, I think I, I think at the end of the day, this is bigger than just, um, the skill sets and the places we are, the people we, you know, the, the things that we do. I think this is a big way that people think, you know, like being content with what you know is best for you. Like you were saying, like being, you, you, no one knows what's best for you than like yourself and and being wise would be f- following your gut following that following that voice in your head that person who tells you what way to go so i don't know this is a fucking thinker yeah i th- i think something like for like for me what i hear when you're s- talking about your situation it it's like um like be what am I trying to like so you want to do woodworking, right? Like that's your thing. And that's kind of right is that essential or no? Are you kind of like anything goes? Um th- yeah, no, I mean uh I mean continue I that's a whole fucking so, plot. Okay, yeah. So what I was going to say is like say like Woodworking is like your your drive and your passion, but you in the moment you're working at this a window spot, but you know like I feel like your mindset's mindset should be at any moment you could get up and leave for a a new and better opportunity. Yeah. But in the present, like while you're working at this wood shop, so like you were saying before about learning about the wood, like how to actually run a wood shop. Yeah. Is like exactly what my thought is like and just like um immerse yourself in your work 
but don't like block out the world. Like, yeah. Learn everything you can with the the thought that you will be transferring this knowledge on, and not just working here for 10, 10 to twenty years. You're working here for a purpose, and that's to learn to get better and move on. And like that's kind of like be content with the fact that okay, I'm at a job that I'm not thrilled about, that I know is not going to be my long term goal, but I'm content with the fact that I'm learning a lot. And I'm gaining a lot of useful skills and I'm going to get every ounce I can out of this job. And then once I feel like what is what like is it within my reach that is better than this job, I'm going to jump for it and I'm not going to look back. Yeah. And I think for like to me, that's what I hear when you're talking is like. Like, I know that this isn't my thing, but it's I'm learning and I'm growing but at any moment, I I could leave, and I'm cool with that. I'm good, as long as I'm comfortable with how far I've come. Almost. Yeah, and I think fucking spot. I mean, and I'll go back to a conversation I had with my father last weekend. Um, it was just uh, one of those days, and I think it's you know it's not just one of those days. It's kind of every day for me at this point, where, um, you know, I went to my dad, and you you. You asked me like, you know, is you know, woodworking's what you want to do. I I have for kind of a little into my adult life. I'm 24, but um I got to a point where I realized like you know, I I feel and I and I'm not necessarily religious. I'm not 100% spiritual. I'm not but I but I have feelings like I and I and I was talking to my dad the other day and I told him like, you know, I just I feel uneasy about, every, you know, not everything I've done, but just the path I've taken because I feel like I was put here on earth to help people like I, I true. That's always been a feeling since I was young where like I feel like I've been put here to help other human beings like. And I don't know what way. I don't know what way. But I feel, I truly believe the way I've interacted with my friends and and uh, family and just and coworkers and just just people, the way I was able, you know, I, I am able to communicate with people and talk to them and be real with humans. Where, like, I told my dad, like, I f- I'm, there's something bigger, there's something I'm supposed to be doing. And I don't fucking know what it is. Like, you know, I wish I could ask God what the fuck I could do. Or I wish I could. I wish I had somebody. But. But I, I'm I'm building windows. I'm pouring concrete. I'm cleaning up floods. I'm, I'm doing all this mis- or miscellaneous shit that is so meaningless to me. Because I just. It doesn't fulfill what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. And my dad talked to me and was like, "Well, you're doing what you sh- what what seems right right now. You're working. You're passionate about woodworking. You're working in a wood shop. Maybe it's not the woodwork you want to do, but and before that, you were cleaning up floods and you were helping people go through traumas and you were." All these little things that maybe didn't feel like you were helping people with. But he's like, 
you continue to do what you're doing. You know, at the end of the day, as a human, you have to fucking make money. And no matter what way you have to do it, it sucks. But then you volunteer for free. You meet people. You you do things on the side. And eventually, one day, something will spark where it's like, you know, that's this is what I'm supposed to be doing, you know? Yeah. And And he said the exact words. Like, it's okay to be content with helping the people in the the you know the vicinity that you're working right now you're helping your bosses you're helping you know that your coworkers your whether it's with the work you do or the conversations you have on the side like it's okay to be content with that but don't allow yourself to shut down every opportunity around it you know volunteer help people and eventually you'll you'll find your niche and I think the biggest thing with this for me is like, you know, like it's so it's been in some certain ways okay for me to be content with my lot with the pe- the people I'm surrounded at with because, you know, maybe I've gained a lot of relationships with the people around me. And and this is and this is where my job becomes something bigger than me. It's not, I'm not I'm not I'm not just building windows. I I have relationships with people who I've talked to and and who have told me they you know, they're happy to come to work and be able to talk to a person like me. And it's like, I'm making steps in the place that I'm content with right now to get, you know, to get to the places that I've, that seem impossible to reach right now. To to get to that place where, to, to get to the place where I fulfill the feeling that I've had every day in my life where it's like, I should be helping motherfuckers. You know, I should be helping people. And maybe I'm being naive with not thinking I'm doing anything, but like, it's, it's, I'm trying to learn to be content with the lot I'm in, the place I'm at right now with, okay, do what you can in the place you're at to make it realistic to get to the place that you didn't think you could ever reach before. Uh, This fucking, this thing, I mean, this, this is a fucking this is what I've I've thought about this every day in my fucking life, man. As a young as a young person, I've thought about this. Right, and I think an, another part of it is like it's it's not like explicitly said in the quote, but like as like the the people we are and how we were raised, we have so many blessings, right? We have a lot of things to be like, man, we 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 have a really good starting point. Yeah. Compared to 90% of the world, you know, the population, other humans, like, so it's, it's hard when sometimes you get like thinking about that and you're like, well, what is like, what is my, why should I be content with just being who I am? Like, I, like, there's so much horrible shit out there. Like if I could just like become like a millionaire, a billionaire, I'd be able to use my money and and I would help other people but it's like you feel like well but I have to I have to work I have to make windows I have to sit in front of a computer for eight hours and click a mouse all day you know like I have you have we have to make money somehow because that's the way our lives are in this and I think my boss my boss may have said it to me best without me even realizing it until now where I you know I told him I was like you know I shouldn't I shouldn't I need, this is when I, the whole conversation about the short, short stint of conversation that I wanted to go out to New Orleans and help 
uh, clean up hurt, you know, and yeah. I and I remember talking to my boss and I was like, why would I stay here if I could go and help all these people in need? And he's like, why can't you realize you're you have been helping people in need the whole time, right. even if we aren't dur- doing a hurricane at night and kind of put back by it like, well, what? we're all fucking living fine. And he's like, well, have I, you know, I've never talked to anybody about the shit I've talked to you about. He's like, you made a difference in my, like, what is that? What's the difference between that and you going out there? And I was, I mean, I kind of was like, well, we're not fucking underwater. You right. know, like, and stupid night, like, so, I mean, I mean, I ha- actually haven't even thought about that till now where it's like, I guess even being, you know, like, being content has to also include being, like, aware with what the fuck you're doing at the moment. Like, you know, maybe I am doing a lot more with the small, stupid job I think I'm doing, you know, like, whether it's helping build windows or making an impact on people who've never had a motherfucker to talk to before. Right. I don't know. It's it's fucking crazy. Well, and that that's the and that that's the tough part about like comparing shit. Like comparing like it's hard to compare the job you're doing with going down to New Orleans. Yeah. It's like on the surface, of course, like it's different. Mm-hmm. You're helping in a different way, but when you dig down deeper, a lot of jobs help a lot of people like yeah people need new windows if they yeah. have their windows rot through and they have winters coming up if yeah. they like their windows are shit they're gonna be cold all winter. you know like it's a lot bigger than what you allow it, it to be it it's and the same thing can be said about my job yeah working in say stupid that. in my head stupid ass healthcare job like but which is fucking huge but dude healthcare is a giant thing things need to get whatever and people need their information, you know, like, and it seems so minuscule. Like it, it just seems it does, but it and it's it is one of those things though that if we get stuck comparing just surface level, and you're the one doing, like, it's the can't see the forest from the trees, yeah, right? Like yep, you can't yep. see what's around you, you can't see the forest you're in and how beautiful it is because you're standing and looking up. And you're like, I don't even see the sun. Yeah, but someone. We fly in a helicopter above and go, wow, that is the most beautiful, amazing yeah. forest I've ever seen. And you're sitting in there going, this is, I want to get out of here yeah. right now. But, and we've been in that position we, before. And, like, you know, yeah, honestly, there, we, bro. I mean, we are. I mean, there's a lot of people who, so to me, like the job thing is such a weird aspect to throw in, but it's to this quote, but it's a part of like our human life. Like yeah, everyone's now, and like, I think it's bigger than the job. Especially, I mean, I, I think we're, for most people, where well, it's like I should be doing. And a lot of times, like our jobs are our identity. Yeah, like even, you know, so it's like you you go to tell or you think about yourself, and you're like, oh, I'm just a what do you do for a living? Claims man, you know, whatever. Yeah. And you're like, that doesn't sound him. In your head, you're like, that do- that's not that doesn't sound impressive. But Nobody ever asks you like, what do you do for humans? What do you do for right. what do you do for your neighbor? It's like, what do you do for a living? It's like I, I build windows, you know. No one ever asks you like, well, what do you do for the people that you work with? I wonder when like because remember like jobs like no matter how seemingly minuscule a job was in a community, it was like a shoemaker. That was an important person. Yeah. In a, 
community, uh, to the a window cleaner, a window cl- the chimney sweep. These weren't like, yeah. yeah, they weren't looked at as like, I don't know. Maybe it's again, I'm uh, probably using bad references. No, no, but no. Like, no. I, I, when I get did, where like, you're going. When did like a just a having like a job and being good at it? Like, when did that not become enough? Was it yeah. like just the 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 growth of like humans being able to comp- even more fully comprehend the entire world around them? Like, we can understand. We now can see what's going on at the center. Like being you know, a mailman in the nineteen fifties was good. Was like job. being Gmail. Yeah, in the <laughs> yeah. new age, dude. You know. You would never fucking hear from your husband who was out at war or your wife who was out at war or right. people, your family who are co- across the country without that mailman. And you were excited to see that mailman every fucking day because it meant you got to, t- you know, like that was meaningful. Yeah. If your chimney didn't get cleaned, well, your house is going to start on fire during the fucking winter. So you were happy to see that motherfucker. Yeah. You know, if you were going out for an interview and... You didn't have that one guy who made a good pair of, pair of shoes or could cut a good player of slacks, like yeah, and it, it's like, man. and now it's like, well, I'll just order it off of Amazon if that sucks. I'll just order it off of JC Penny. I don't fucking care anymore. And if it doesn't come in time, if we don't get those pair of slacks in one day with cheap shipping, what do you think the our current human population or what do you think? Shit, just what do you think, like, the United States would be like if there was no internet? Like, you fucking... never figured out a way to use the internet. Like, okay, we would see, figure that's out... Because we that's would double-edged figure double-edged out a sword. way to connect somehow, right? Like, there would be a way we figure... Because we, we're social creatures. I think a lot of social issues wouldn't be at the top of the pedestal. I think racism wouldn't be... Where it is now, I don't think it would like ever there'd be... there'd be negatives is what you're saying? There'd be I think there'd more be negatives, negatives than you know? I think, it, yeah. you know, people wouldn't realize the... People wouldn't be able to... Um, I think I think social media and the internet is a double-headed sword where, like... Right. It, it has been... It's I like, think we lived in the time where, especially... And I'm going to say racism because... Racism is something we learned in history books, right? Isn't that fucking crazy that, you know, racism was something to me that was in the past as a, uh, as a kid because it was in the history books. It's something we learned about in the past. But then as especially in the past couple of years, especially with everything with George Floyd and and uh, really the kind of the um, uh, highlight of everything that's actually going on in the world is actually brought to the forefront where it's like, Holy fuck, at least to me, like, well, this is actually a super big problem still. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think, yeah, we learn we learn it in history books, but it's also, like, it's perpetuated through media, though. Like, yeah. If if there was no, if there were no, like, movies, TV shows, like, we just lived in groups of people and we hung out and talked with each other, we weren't, like, we wouldn't have stereotypes of... Of any race, there, you know, like depends I where I shouldn't you are. say we should we would there wouldn't be no, but like you watch a, a movie as a kid and like a uh, um um a a small stereotype that makes its way through 
or whatever race it is to uh, a TV show as a kid, it perpetuates that you get older and old, and like eventually you just have these ideas, and so like it's we it's like a first it's a weird part of you can't we could never get away. It's not like we chose to like our brains to be filled with what they were filled with. Yeah. And that's not, and then we learn in history books, like all the, like the crazy horrible history. And then we're like, we go back and like, Oh, all this like shit that I just would like see as a kid. That was all really messed up stuff. They taught us or like I was indoctrinated to. And then it just carries with you. But yeah, I mean, I don't, it's a, it's so eye-opening, right, having the internet. It is. Then it's, but then it causes, it, like... It's also toxic. It's, to- yeah, toxic. Because, it, it, I mean, it's like, it's like this, it's like politics. It's the separation we have, like, even in the, in the media world on, you know, like, CNN or fucking what, whatever opposite, you know, like, different, like, media plots we have on... The TV, you know, you want to switch to this channel and hear about how bad this fucking human is. Right. But how great this guy is. But then you switch to the other channel and this great guy is a fucking monster and that terrible guy is a great guy. And, and I mean, for kids especially, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's exhausting. You don't know what to believe because on top of the media, you have your family. You have your family beliefs, which are better than your friend's family beliefs. Because your family doesn't, the your friend's family believes don't believe in what your family believes, <laughs> and like it's Dude. it's such a fucking cock ass fucking. I could not imagine being a kid during COVID. Oh my god! And no, not because as a not. kid you really don't have like your own thoughts on. You think you have your own thoughts, but it's really just like the older people around you's thoughts that you like. You should wear masks, but you should never wear masks. You should be yeah, vaccinated. Like, you, you should never fucking you, get vaccinated. I could not imagine. Imagine the kids, the the friendships that have been tainted right. by being vaccinated, vaccinated and not being vac- vaccinated because of parents. That's the reason. Why, the kids are the way they are because of the way they're raised. Right. Mostly, they don't, bro. They don't, if, a, if a parent or a kid hears their parent go like, oh my god, you hear like Susie's not vaccinated. That kid's gonna be like, "Oh, vaccinated people are bad. Or unvaccinated yeah, people are bad. Yeah. They're just bad people." They, and it's like, well, no, maybe they have a a, a thought on it that's different from yours, and yeah. it's okay. Or someone who's unvaccinated. Oh, did you hear they got they got the vaccine? Like, oh, yeah. oh look, they're because there's no intermediate there. There's no like, well, maybe your friend Susie didn't get vaccinated because you know they just it's. They don't believe right. in putting that in their body. That's not what they believe in. It's, or maybe they got vaccinated because that's what they believe is healthy and that's what they want right. to do, and that's okay. Right. And did you ask them? Yeah. Or no. Are it's, you just assuming it's, that? Fuck that family. Right. Because they're vaccinated, and you know your friends are probably gonna die soon because they got vaccinated. Right. Or, or you didn't or get vaccinated. You're vaccinated. gonna, you're die, gonna soon. die soon. Yeah. And oh it's such God. like our the kids have no hope in our generation, the early part of our generation. What's the start to that? We're like, yeah. I and I think our generation is kind of the generation that like rebuttaled towards most shit. Where it's like, but it's just I don't know. Like in the media and and everything, and especially like parent influence. Like, it's it, no kid has no chance unless they have someone to 
show them the in-betweens. Like, you know, like, and, and who is that? Who who shows them, like, this is why it's okay to do that. But it's also okay for people to think that and do that. Well, like, and the other thing is a lot of, I I mean, I can't imagine, but I don't think a lot of kids would have, like, that in-between thought because their their brains are still developing. It It's very black and white. It's right or wrong, you know, it's. So it's like my parents said this, so this is how it is. And then they, like, like you said, there's no one there to be like, hey, like, just because they said this, that's not like, I know, like, like, um, a, like an example, like I remember being like, well, my teacher said that this is the right answer. And, like, a, my parents being like, well, I know that's your teacher, but. They're not always right. Yeah, and, and that's I a was, crazy thing to and hear. I was like, "What do you mean they're my teacher? Like, yeah, if I don't say what they say, I get a bad grade. So they have to be right." Yeah, and then, but, but then trying to explain that to like a kid and it's about their parents, that'd be even more of like, because then it's like, well, I can't trust my parents, and then it's this big thing. It's like, no, See, but and just, this is the fucked up part about growing up in our family, because. Very political, very religious family in different ways, in different senses. I mean, heavily our family is very, very liberal. Heavily liberal. Yeah, for sure. But we also have family who's not. Right. But then we also, most of our, a lot of our family were educators. And a lot of our family were people who sent their kids to those educators. Right. And it, it 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 was always like okay, so my parents were always and were people who like were hey, you know, you should believe you should listen to other people's beliefs. You should believe you should you should be open to other opinions, other ways of life. But if they believed in this, right. this one thing Fuck them. Right. You know? They're bad people. And, and and luckily, like, I'm blessed enough to the point where, like, I am one. I, I've fallen in between, and I think I think a lot of people our age and our family did. We're like, I fell in between where it's like, all right, I grew up in a super left-handed family, super fucking liberal family with other beliefs, but I also have a lot of friends who grew up total fucking opposite of me. Right. Which was a blessing because... Because I could hear their side and then tell them what and talk to them about my side and like and, and educate myself on both ends where it's like, well, I don't really fucking believe in this shit, but I don't believe in your guys' shit. So like I was able to kind of persuade what I pinpoint what I believed in. Like, I think this is right. I think this is right. I don't think that you should move to a different state because you don't believe in this shit. Like, yeah. you know, like. I but there's no there's no fucking winning in the end. Well, and that's and that's one of the I think kind of coming back to the quote is that like the tough part about kind of being content being in the middle, right? Cuz I'm kind of the same way. Like yeah. I've got friends on both sides. Yeah. And I completely understand yeah. both and family. And family. Yeah. And I get it. And but it's almost like you can't be content with being in the middle. You have to, like, our world is telling us to pick a side. Because even if we do stay in the middle, who, what, 
who can we pick that's yeah. in the middle? And if you're in the middle, you're doing nothing for your country. <laughs> you got to pick a fucking side and to be so- relevant. But, and I think, like, for me, like, to get political, like, my contentment was with voting for old Jorgie Porgy, you know? Like, I was cool uh, with I voted being, for like... for Brett Favre, the first murder. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm, fuck you guys. I'm but, like, I was... I remember, yeah, it just was like, it's, and that's the worst thing to say to somebody. I don't fucking want to vote for this guy or this guy. Why? Or this gal. Like, I don't believe in either of what they say. Why should I vote for a human being if I don't believe in what they say? And so, like. Because your vote doesn't fucking count if you don't. And exactly. So what, how, it's so hard to be content. Like, say you are content with yourself. It doesn't get you anywhere, right? No. Like it doesn't. It doesn't help the world. It it doesn't help the causes that you feel strongly about, because like you're content with whatever you might be content with, right? And it's like how so, but you still have this feeling of like, well, it's uh, in a way it's not good enough because everything is telling you it's not good enough. And I don't know. Maybe just ride it out. And don't um, don't wish. I don't know. It's just it's don't wish the worst. Like be. I'm morally content. If I you know like if I vote for something I believe in, I'm morally content about that, and that's all I need. Like, okay, so I'm voting to get this guy out of office. I and I just changed the world, right? I just did that, like, because of my one fucking vote. Like, no, dude. Like, I didn't change shit. Everybody's still against each other. And th- this is, okay, so this is the biggest part. And, like, this kind of changed. This kind of got um, sort of political, but not political, but kind of political. I mean, but in a, in a political view where it's like, I don't believe in a world where everybody fucking fate. I think it's good to have opinions and to... Believe in different things. I think that's healthy. I think that's what the world needs. I think if everybody thought the same way, nothing would change for the better. Right. But if everybody thinks a different way and can't build and and agree with anything, then we're going to crumble until we find that. And, and that's why, like, I'll... <laughs> I'm not going to vote for no motherfucker I don't care about. Like, if I'm not going to vote for you guys to fucking argue. I don't give a shit. Because at the end of the day, what's fucking... Okay, maybe... There there are big things changing that I am probably not educated and aware about. But at, at the same time, like, I'm not voting for hate in this world. I'm done. Like, you know, like, I'm not... I'll vote for what I believe in. I'm not voting for you to hate this motherfucker anymore. Like, you know, like, and that's all the world is anymore. You people have to hate each other for civilization to be civil. Like, that's what it is. Like, it's, it's all fucking hate. That's all the world is. It's all the fucking world is. Well, do you think, so do you think forest full of trees, all the trees are trying to grow the highest to, because they, to be closer to the sun. So a tree that grows taller than a small tree and blocks out that small tree's sun, is it the tree's fault? 
No, you just got more sun. But that that's what our world is. We're all, everyone is competing. And it's, is it somebody's fault because they have a drive in them and that they push farther than someone else? Like, you can't knock someone because Until you that, figure out how to chop trees down. That's, well, that. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, if you're a tree and you can figure out how to chop other trees down, I mean, that's, you win. Humans know how to use an axe, my friend. No, but no, but what uh, I'm saying uh, yeah, is I'm like sorry. I'm not, the, yeah. the like if we look at other people and we go, "Why you shouldn't be that competitive?" That's wrong or like why being the way you are is a bad thing. It's like, but that's just who that be then be better than them. If yeah. you don't like them, don't hate them. Be better than grow yeah. taller. Yeah. And I don't know how to do it. I'm not saying I know. No, I think that's a, but that's like, if we, if you, if you hate something, then be better than it. Yeah. Otherwise, be content with the fact that or there's stuff out there that grow like you do. I don't know. I yeah. Guess. No, be content with the fact that there's stuff out there that we're going to hate. There's stuff out there we're not going to agree with. There's stuff out there that is going to drive you nuts. There's stuff out there that is going to make your skin crawl and wish didn't exist. But if you get stuck trying to fix everything or worry about every single thing, you're going to lose that contentment with who you are as a person. Yeah. And you're you're never going to grow at all. Yeah. You're never even going to come close to finding out how close to the sun you could get. Yeah. And I don't know how to do that. All I know is that if I worry about hating people, I personally won't grow. And I'm I'm not sure what I'm growing towards or what I'm growing for, kind of like with the woodworking, like or the the job situations. Like I don't really know. Like I'm working because like I have to kind of work, and I know that hopefully it's gonna propel me to something better. And I'm gonna keep stay vigilant. And right right now I'm supporting. I'm I'm working maybe something I don't love, but I'm helping other motherfuckers I'm grow with me people, right now. Or me working helps family around me or, or whatever. And if you have a drive, don't lose it just because you're unhappy with your current situation. Try to be content with the fact that, okay, this is where I'm at, but I know deep down, like, this is where I'm trying to be and push to make the most of it. And if we sit and worry about other people's lots and what they're doing with their lots, and you're never going to grow grow and use your situation to flourish. God, I love these talks. Get deep, man. It's the best. Talk about trees and sun and <laughs> moving and oh, shit. don't move, man. Don't move, man. Don't leave, man. <laughs> oh, man. Just stop fucking hating each other, right? dude. You know, I hate how every motherfucker is so bad to everybody. Well, and that, but that's the. But and that's people, the way people fucking water themselves. That's the way you want to grow, then grow sideways and be a fucking asshole. Right? Be you a, know? Be a snake. Be a fucking snake in the grass if you want. Snake in the grassy but trees. But god damn, dude. That one got to my feelies. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Seneca, you son of a you bitch. Son of a, you smart motherfucker, you. That was, that was uh, a good one. Well, for all the ten people listening, hey, grow tall. You all know those tens, I mean? you know what I mean. Grow tall, grow strong. Stop hating. Jesus be, Christ, support nice. a motherfucker. This song is called "Change the System" by a Rock Steady Root. Oh.
Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to grow tall, water that tree next to you because your roots are going to feed off We've it. You've got to change the Change, system. change, change. Did you? Oh, I thought you were singing that. I was like, God damn, Max. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 43, Mental Health Talk. Learn how to grow. Hell yeah. Well, mm. try to grow. Try to grow. I think life is learning how to grow, right? You know? We've Has been. been robbed of a culture. Yeah. And we are trying to Ladies and gentlemen, episode 43, Joke of the Week. My name is Carl. I'm here with Maximilian. What up? What up, yo? Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. <laughs> hey, shout out Seamus Johnson. What up, Shamo? How are them beers? <laughs> hey, shout out Deca Polinari. Shout out all our listeners. Everybody tuning in with us, loving with us. Keep it moving. I'm going to tell y'all a joke. Going to be short and simple. Then we're going to talk a little pack of talk and let y'all go to sleep. We've got to change the system. Alright, episode 43, Joke of the Week. Johnny's teacher told the class to say a sentence using the word beautiful twice. A girl sitting next to Johnny said, My mother put on a beautiful dress and she looked beautiful in it. The teacher said, Very good. Johnny raised his hand and said, Last night at the dinner table, my mother told my fa- my sister told my father that she was pregnant. My father said, beautiful, fucking beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 43, Little Johnny. Joke of the week. Yeah. Joke of the week, joke, 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 joke of the week. Oh, 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 oh. Joke of the mother week Yeah I think we're gonna boogie on down to Packer Talk time Yes sir Packer Talk episode 43 And this bitch on a good note We ain't talking trees We ain't talking jokes of the week We're not talking losses We ain't talking losses either Cause we're talking Victory Packers beating the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Is beating the Cincinnati Bengals. Shout out Mason. Shout out Mason Christ. Hey, hey, you found it. He did it when he uh, when it counted. 
Jesus criminy. Well, we had uh, 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 four missed field goals. God, that game, dude. Mason Crosby started off. Well, first off, battle. Offensive, defensive battle. Bengals were playing hell of a defense. Um, wow. We're up here. Sorry, pulled that up. Spark my tension. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, I mean, the Packers, Packers, Bengals, battling it out. What were your thoughts before the, like, pre-game? What were you, like, We did we come up? I don't think we did a score last no, week. No, I don't think so. So, like, before the game, were you confident, nervous? What was your mindset going into the pretty game? Pretty confident, man. I'm pretty confident. I mean, just... Seeing the offensive line, the way they've been performing with their, you know, with uh, um, Josh, uh, you, you, Newman, Newman, Newman. Uh, yeah, it's like Nijman, 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 and then uh, Nijman. Yeah, just our our young offensive, rookie offensive line, or the two guys stepping in the way they've been battling and and holding up uh, between them and our 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 wide receivers kicking ass. And uh, just kind of the all-around mentality and um, uh, energy the Packers had coming into the game. I felt good about it. Uh, I think Kevin King, I think he came out, performed pretty well. Yeah. Better than I've, I've seen him perform, I think, at, uh, in, the, in the start of the game. The hits he was laying. He was basically playing with one arm for half yeah. of the game, yeah. the floor said. And then he got need to the to – good. Like that guy who tried to hurdle – yeah, just like kicked him in the throat, basically. Yep. Yeah, it's like, dude, the one time King is playing pretty well, <laughs> yeah, he gets dude. kicked in the throat. <laughs> Fucking laying hits, dude, and uh, uh, Stokes was playing good. Stokes I mean, I mean, well. I mean, I was pretty. I've been confident going into these games. Um, so going into Cincinnati, I mean, seeing Joe Burrow and and the the second and the wide receivers he has, the and the defensive line, everything they have. I mean, it was a tough game, but. Yeah, him came and, out hot, man. Him and Chase Young, that comp or Chase Young, uh, Jamar Chase, both out of LSU. Those two guys, they had, they just have a connection yeah. that you can't really like. Te- like that goes deep, you know what it's I like mean? It's like Devontae Rogers. Yeah, I mean, it, like yeah. that combination is going to be lethal for a long time. Now, whether they can put a team around that is yeah. to be seen. Yeah, but that is going to be. I mean. Both of those guys, Burrow is just a heady quarterback. Ball player, he's a tough motherfucker. Threw, threw a couple. The two picks he threw were bad. Yeah. The first one, right when he threw it, I didn't I didn't know who, like, but throwing it, like, rolling that way and throwing it up, I was like, someone pick it. Yeah, like, that yeah. was a lollipop. Someone pick it. And then I mean, that other, the second one to Campbell, I was so surprised. I was, like, yeah. I just I thought we had the game won right there. Yeah, no, okay. I mean, we should have we should have capitalized down in the red zone. I think that's a big part big part of our game that we need to improve on. Red zone offense, getting in the end zone shouldn't have to be kicking field goals. Did you? Okay, so my first when they went for it on, or when they kicked the field goal in the red zone on third, third down, third fifteen, I yeah. think it was. So for like a second, I was like, oh, yeah, because if they miss, they'll get it again on fourth down. So I was like, okay, I guess this is like a fine play call. And then I was when obviously they you don't get it back on yeah, fourth down. You don't no. get a retry. I was like, no. oh, yeah, right. When you kick it, you kick it. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, 
duh. Because I was I was just like, there's no why would a coach not? <laughs> well, and, and actually, at, at, in the McAfee show today, Rogers he did mention that a little bit where he's like, the only call of the game that I was un- uncertain about. He's like third and fifteen. Why not give us one more chance? To get yeah. a little closer. He's like, me and Vante, like, why would you not give us one more chance right. to get a little and closer? And I'm sure LaFleur is probably thinking the same yeah. thing. Yeah, and, and, and like you say, he's like, I mean, whatever we won, but, like, you know, give us the ball. You know, give us yeah. a, give us a couple more yards. He said, and he, I think he said what you said, kind of. He was like, I got I got where he was coming from. Like, that's usually a Mason Crosby clutch field goal. That's a, that's a game winner no matter what. Right. But at the end of the day, when he does miss, but you kind of think like, eh. let's uh, let's maybe give him a Cincinnati few more yards. did not want to fucking never really punted on fourth. Like, no, they didn't. No. That's right. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't either though. I mean, if you got Burrow and Young, like get five yards, I think pretty uh, reasonable, especially. I mean. Man, we just we just had so many guys injured. Yeah, like, like why not? Just one guy who I'm uh, AJ Dillon. I feel like should be a little bit more of a powerhouse. Yeah, I think I think uh, for the the power back that he's supposed to be, he's got a lot, got some big thighs to not be carrying for a little more yards. I feel like. Maybe I mean, he I'm, only had 12 I'm, carries. That's true. That's true. But I think he caught all of his pass. He scored a touchdown. He did. He did. He had that one great, great catch for a tutty. Good. I think it's it's uh, well also so. I was I just happened to listen to a podcast earlier today, and they were breaking down like the offensive line run great. Like there really wasn't. Like the Bengals played good run defense, and we didn't have good like run blocking yeah so it was like i think he's like the type of back you got to get him like 20 carries yeah i kind of get him going but a little i bit. i get what you mean like uh well that one that one like third and short when the dude when he got tripped yeah and it was like dude he couldn't get it and then you see the play and the dude like completely jumps sideways yeah. and knocks his leg you're like okay uh, but I thought he had a few good runs. He where did, it was he like, did. And that catch for a touchdown was awesome. So, I don't know. I'm not... Not disappointed. Right. But I get what you mean. Like, it'd be nice to maybe see him run a, not so high. He runs a little high. Can I ask you, through the uh, first five games of the season, better duo Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, or Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon? Ooh, that's a, that's a good question. Probably... Well, like, Jamal Williams, I mean, statistically-wise, probably Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones are probably the better duo. Yeah. But I think, I think like, long-term, I think A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones will be the way to go. I think I think a running back like A.J. or, like, Jamal Williams is more of, he's more of a common, like, you can find a Jamal Williams yeah, yeah. easier. So that's kind of how running backs are in the league right now. Right. Where it's like, it's easy to replace a back unless you have a Christian McCaffrey or... Exactly. Uh, you know, a, Even an Aaron Jones. He's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I think A.J. Dillon has, like, a, a different type of... He's a different type of running back that's hard to find. Just give him some So runs. I'm I'm cool with, like, with, like, 
letting him or letting this offense figure out the best way to use him. And also, we don't have a completely healthy offensive line. Right. Missing Bakhtiari, missing Jenkins, you know. Like, I'm more excited when A.J. Dillon is in the game than when Jamal Williams was in the game. Okay. I feel like... Jamal Williams, uh, great pass blocker. But great. I love Jamal. Yeah, yeah, not... yeah, yeah. And uh, I think I think AJ Dillon just needs a a season, a couple games yeah. to kind of catch a second his... year. Yeah, yeah. And he really didn't touch the ball much last year at all. Right. So I'm I'm excited for him. But no, that's a great question because yeah, I think uh, it's yeah, Jamal is he's just a great do like catch the ball, run the ball. Pass blocking, he'll do everything very good. Yeah. But he doesn't, like, exceed at anything. He's just, like, super solid across the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing he exceeds at is that, like, energy, yeah. that, like, swagger that he brings to a team, to, that, that camaraderie to, the yeah, to a yeah, locker yeah, yeah. room. Which is big, which is big. You can't really quantify that yeah. in any way. So, yeah, it's, it's a tough that's – a, that's a great, great question. And, I mean, I mean – Aaron Jones, I mean, it, phenomenal. You can put him out wide at, you know, you can, he can catch the ball, he can run the ball, mm-hmm. he can he can block, he can. Uh, it's such a versatile player where I think AJ Dillon just needs reps, just needs yeah. reps, and figuring out his power, being able to drive hard through the middle, and and I mean, for a big guy, he can catch the ball and move around a little bit. Yeah, that's good. His touchdown catch was pretty nice. It I was mean, impressive, that a, dude. That yeah. wasn't the best he throw got by Rogers. Hit. Though. He, he did, did get oh, lit. man. Yeah, man. That dude hit him hard. But I mean, every every game going back to Rodgers and Devontae, just the plays, just the back shoulder throws, the just the accuracy, hitting Devontae on stride, just everything yeah. about the game is is that's mesmerizing that, to watch. The bomb that he threw. Oh my god, like, dude. When you watch it on replay, it almost looked fake because Devontae's just running and the and then the ball just drops, like, yeah. exactly where he was. Didn't put, like, it just... Right. It was just all of a sudden it on screen in his hands. And you're like, where did that even come from? Oh it God. was just, it was that pin, like, perfect of a drop in the bucket throw. And then that, you remember that, the the ball Devontae dropped, it was, I think it was fourth down or third down, where Rodgers tried to kind of hit him deep, and Devontae uh, kind of, he missed through Devontae. Oh, uh, in the end zone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, Rogers was on the podcast today, and he's like, "Yeah, I was trying to hit Devontae on like a back shoulder sideline throw," and McAfee was like, "That was like forty six yards, forty six yard throw," and he's like, "Yeah, I was just planning on just hitting him quick on the outside shoulder." He's like, "What? That's just what you fucking plan on?" He's like, "Yeah, I just misread the throw." <laughs> it's like that's fucking, you know, like if he made that throw, it's just like, yeah, that's fucking calculated. Like right. that's that's what they do. And for all the people who've been saying Rodgers was sandbagging, dude, that motherfucker's playing some ball, dude. Oh, he's so throwing more picks well, that's, than he ever has, which is only a couple, but. And that's one of the things that I love and then I hate about Rodgers so much is that I like, I really wish he could just like play. Like last year, I felt like he he distributed the ball pretty well. Yeah, and maybe he'll get back onto that, but I feel like he's he's doing that thing where he just locks onto Devontae, Devontae yeah. and it's not I'm not complaining right now. Yeah, but 
it's it just it's like a, like there were a, there was a point in that game where it felt like and there's been a, a few points in the season where it feels like we're back to McCarthy's offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. just like, what are we? Either what short we slants or we're doing? looking for our main guy. Like, yeah, we're either running like a bubble screen to Devonte, or we're taking a deep shot on third and one. And to Devonte, to Devonte, <laughs> yeah. and then you're just like, there's got to be a better play yeah. than this. And so, I think maybe it's com- like getting comfortable again, or like. So my, like a lot of I. I try to like stay focused and present in the season. Yeah, but like I'll think like if we lose Rogers and Devontae, because if one goes, they'll both probably go. Yeah, which mostly, yeah, unfortunately. But say we have Love, Lazard, AJ Dillon, um, Aaron Jones, Marquez. You know, let, let let's say we have. Is that enough weapons? To run an off like to to run like a scheme offense, I don't know. Are, is MVS is 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 Lazard is are these guys electric wide receivers without Rogers? I that's what I'm you know that's what, what I mean? I'm wondering. That's what's like because MVS has had ga- had a hell of a season so far. Like he's been catching balls, hasn't been you know he's been running good yeah, routes. No drops. Um, I think uh, a big kind of fault. Uh, the only time I saw Rodgers really pop off was St. Brown. Um, yeah, miss that block. Yeah, miss that block. He just, like, sprinted to the left. It was almost like playing yeah. on Madden. Yeah, exactly. Where it was like, my assignment is to just sprint left and, and then, Rogers, hit, and then you know, hit the guy. Yeah, popped off on him. And yeah. Like, I I, mean, I think a big thing with Rodgers is this is his 17th season in the NFL. He, he has faced so many defenses. He knows how secondaries work. He knows how defenses work. Yeah. So, I mean, with the thing, if love had to happen next year, like, that's not something we're going to see for years. No, 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 yeah. right. But what if what if instead of, like, worrying about defenses, he just runs the plays that LaFleur calls? And, like, so I'm not – I'm just – No, no, I know what you're saying. It's like, like what – like, mate, I, do, is LaFleur, like, this a great – as good a play caller as people say he is? It's like – or is Rodgers just – Making shit, shit out of happen. shit, Sam. You know, yeah. like what is is he yeah. is he doing it? So and it's a scary fucking thing for us scary. to figure out because we haven't had to do this for I, I don't for what almost thirty fucking four years. Yeah, I don't. I don't want longer than we've both been alive. I don't want to think about which no. Favre. I mean, Favre was a fucking. He was a scary guy to watch. But I, yeah. for, I always trusted him. Even like when it's like, oh, he just threw a pick into quadruple coverage. Oh, and he's doing it. He's throwing it, throwing it again. Quadruple. Oh, he's fine at it. I always had trust. Dude, what if we find out like twenty years from now, Favre is just like he's like, yeah, man, I was throwing games the whole time, man. I made so <laughs> much fucking money off that on hey. fucking football. <laughs> that all-time like, interception record, about forty million. <laughs> So someone bet me two hundred million. I couldn't hit it. I said, "Oh, oh, oh, oh I'm gonna get that." Yeah, but in forty years from now, Favre's gonna be like, "I played in the NFL." What, like, what is a pig skin? <laughs> why I do not have a wide ass. Let me tell. No wide receive. I do not receive anything wide. Let me tell. No Favre. What about that cheerleader from the Jets? Oh, Jen Sturgery. I remember her. <laughs> she liked my Crocs. <laughs> Uh, 
Oh, man. It was cool, though, hearing today Rogers was talking about it. He's like, yeah, I remember, like, in 2005, 2000, whatever, Favre hit that, like, 420 uh, NFL touchdowns record, and he's like, God damn, I have zero touchdowns. Yeah. And then today he's like, yeah, I have 421 touchdowns, That's... man. He's like, I've been playing ball for a long ass time. That's wild. It is weird to think how long Rodgers has played for. And it's so shitty to think how we are coming to. Well, no, I mean, this is what we said after Farf. I do. I So the things I was asking, right, like would this offense – be more efficient without Rodgers and just running what LaFleur calls. And I I think that's where they want to go. And yeah. the, the re- that's the reason I ask is because, like, I, I, my thought is that the front office will have more trust in LaFleur than they do Rodgers. They're going to say, we, we're going to trust LaFleur's system. We're going to trust his Which I don't know how I'm comfortable coaching acumen, and we're going to let him – get his hands on his own quarterback, his own wide receivers, and we're going to let Devontae and Rodgers go do their thing somewhere. And that's personally where I see this going. I also, I think, what if offseason rolls around? Whatever happens, happens. If we win a Super Bowl or not, it doesn't matter for this scenario I'm going to ask yeah. you. And... Packers straight up, they we sign and extend Rodgers. The Seahawks sign and extend Russell Wilson, and we just flip flop quarterbacks. And we say, all right, you take Rodgers. Rodgers wants out. Seahawks, you got him. Seahawks, Russ wants out. Packers, you get him. What would you? What would like be your first initial thoughts? Like seeing like Packers I'd be, trade. Pa- Aaron I'd be Rogers. fucking pissed, dude. I don't want Russell Wilson cuz no one plays the game like Rodgers does. It's and it's more than it's more than ability to Yeah, but I I do think Russell's the closest to Rodgers at being able to run and throw. Like throw yeah. on the run like Rodgers. Yeah. He's I, about I, as close. I and I think what gets me is like, you know, um it's it's more than the system, it's chemistry. And even working Three, four years with some of these guys who are under Devontae or under Cobb. It's um, knowing the ability for Rodgers to stretch the ball off, ball out if he needs to. Right. And, and the way that Rodgers makes throws that nobody can fucking make. Rodgers moves in the pocket in a way that he's old. He's old for a quarterback. But he moves the way he can manage the pocket, the way he can manage the defense, the way he can manage. He's he's just got that that veteran, you know. He's he's got that Peyton Manning to be able to win a Super Bowl in his fucking fifteenth year of his career kind of mindset, where it's like I don't have to move, I don't have to, but I just need to know this. I know I need to know how to read a defense to make a to make an audible to. You know, shift play, shift the make, be able to win a game in 37 seconds if I need to kind of quarterback. See, and I, I personally think Russ can do the same thing. I don't think his arm is as elite as Rodgers is, but I, I see him when he's like as old as Rodgers being like Drew Brees, sitting in the pocket, being able to look over. But I'd still rather have Rodgers over Brees. 
No, well, I no, no, no. But I'm not saying. No, that, I know, I know. But what I'm you're saying. saying like I think he can sit in the. I know he's a smaller guy. He's not as tall as Rogers. Oh yeah, but, but yeah, I think he can sit in the pocket. Game, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know because I, I just think that'd be so. I mean, would because, I be if, because let's say we lose Rogers and we get nothing out of him, okay, and he just yeah. leaves, you know, and it's like if well, we got Russell Wilson, at least I'd be like, well, all right, well, if, we got a ball player who knows how to play in Wisconsin, like yeah. okay, that's. He knows how to play under pressure. Like, I wouldn't be... I would have hope. Like, Russell Wilson's a ball player. He's a fucking good... He's a... Go- but, like, I would I would rather have nobody else under center than Rodgers. I really would not. No, I agree. And I think... I think that's, like... That would be the only scenario where I wouldn't be super uneasy if we lose Rodgers. Yeah. Like, if we got, like... Like, I'm going to be so... When love starts, because it's going to happen next. I really don't think he's coming back. Rodgers is coming back next year, not to put a damper on this year. I just I just don't think Gutekunst wants Rodgers. Yeah, I mean. And I, at, think, I think Murphy's sick of Rodgers. I think these old old dudes yeah. running the show are sick of. Right, I'm going to pl- grab a beer quick, then I have something to tell you, talk about. Yeah. That kind of gives a veteran, a well-respected player, his opinion on the NFL. I don't know if you saw this interview or not, but real quick. Well, yeah, it's all run by um, China, you know. That's <laughs> nah, uh, the old NFL run by uh, by the the West. You know what I mean, or the East, whichever one it is. I don't so know. So this... Jeff Saturday was on the Pat McAfee show earlier this week or last week. Yeah. And uh, Ty Schmidt, Packer fan on the show, asked him, he's like, so what was your experience like in Green Bay? How'd you like it? And he, ready to see the asset, he's like, I hated it. Hated being in Green Bay. Dude, Jeff Saturday sucked, though. He was a okay, shit center okay, in but, Green Bay. Okay, yes. Dude yes. sucked. Okay, yes. He was, he yes, was washed but up. Hall of Fame center. Yeah, but by the time he okay, got okay, here, he was that's, washed that's up. Okay, okay, that's beyond the point. Beyond the point. Well, I hate he, when people come here and like, oh, the place fucking sucked. Well, dude, you sucked, man. Like, no, 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 you no, sucked. You're missing the point here. He's old and washed up. He was old and washed up, but he's a Hall of Fame center. Well, I'd like people to look in the mirror before they say something else sucks. Maybe you should say, well, I sucked <laughs> as well, but that place I Kid, wasn't. Do the you want to hear what of. he said before? Not you Not really. Fucking... After hearing that fucking washed up fat fuck talk about this Jesus fucking goddamn Christ, great city, man. what? Fuck that guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. All right. What did uh, slim, good looking, trim millionaire, <laughs> fucking Pro Bowl, Hall of Fame, uh, all everything, the greatest center to ever snap a pigskin? What did he have to say? He said he hated the fact that it was a coach ran team. In the fact where at some points in the game, you have to respect the fact that whether it, not even Rodgers, he said, the players you have on the field. The players I played with, our wide receivers were veterans. Our offensive linemen, we had a lot of veterans, a lot of people who knew the game very well. And they didn't allow players to coach. Mm. Players to coach each other, not players to coach the team, players to coach each other. Right. Where he he said the reason I didn't like the atmosphere was because if I had a question on how the offensive ran, how Rodgers thought a, a play should be ran on the field, I couldn't ask him. I had to ask my coach, who wasn't out there battling with me. Right. If a wide receiver had a question on a route, 
or on maybe uh, Audible, a, a different play that should be made, can ask Rodgers. I had the ass offense coordinator. And he said that's that's what bugged me yeah. about the organization, that it was it was – no, that sometimes would, that would drive anyone. Yeah, nuts, sometimes, I would imagine. sometimes in, um, and 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 this is a and and this is hopeful because I understand what he's saying in the sense where like when you play the game, especially if you're Jeff Saturday or if you're Aaron Rodgers or if you're Brett Favre or Peyton Manning or well, Jeff Saturday should have been asking fucking fourth string. He should have been asking high schoolers how to do uh, do his job <laughs> oh, at that point. See, in you're his fucking career. no, you're but one, I get, super one sided on this. No, I, I was just I was super saying one sided. I, I was saying I agree with you. I was just yeah. fucking around. No, I think that it, I was agreeing and, with and, you. And and so what what the the reason why I think it'd be like why if if the way the Packers go, hopefully the way they're going. Is I agree with that. Where like you should, players should be able to coach each other because coaches aren't on the field. The best, the people who know the most are the people who are experienced and knowledgeable and smart on the field. I don't actually really know exactly where I'm going with this, but no, this is what, what I, he was saying. Is what you're yeah, saying? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he, okay, yeah, he did. He just he said he hate how the how the system ran. Well, how it was coach oriented. I mean, okay, I, I think I the hope reason that's I, changed. I mean, that was under McCarthy and Ted Thompson. I hope that's. Well, I mean, I mean the, the, that was the whole fucking shebang on the off season. That was the whole, the whole, basically yeah, the whole but, thing. But that's how. I mean, not in the NFL. If you have veterans, if you have people who spend sixteen years with an organization who've been there. 10, 11 years, 12 years longer than anybody else has. Yeah, but at some, like, I, no, I, I'm not, I think players should be able to be able to talk to each other and be like, hey man, how do you want, but I can see it, I, I don't, I'm not saying I agree with this, or I can see where an organization wants to be like, hey, we want to make sure all the information is funneled through, we don't want a quarterback Telling yeah. something a wide receiver different from a quarterback's coach than the quarter the quarterback and the wide receiver coach talking to each other, and then the wide receiver's talking to the quarterback and the quarterback's doing something. You know, like there's, I can just I can see that, but yeah. I would I there should be like, hey, I have a question on this route. Let's can I talk to the quarterback and the coach and like yeah, like for sure square this away. No, I think that's. I don't know why the fuck I came in with I that, but think that's <laughs> no. All I think you're saying about how like Rogers should just well, actually, oh, so one of the when you said yeah. that a thing I thought of so like uh, when we talked about uh, a few weeks ago your company switching to that whatever system yeah everyone's on the same page everyone has the same goal everyone is communicating the same way to me that's like what it sounds like the Packers are trying to do is make sure that like. Even if Devont, like, say, obviously Devontae and Rodgers have this a different connection. Yeah. But they still want the younger guys to be, like, running the routes the way that this offense needs them to run the routes. Or, like, say there's a play where Devontae and Rodgers know, okay, Devontae, you're supposed to run it like this, but I know you. Yeah, And okay. I know you kind of run this way. But, Lazard, you have to run the route the way the offense says. Yeah. So, like... I can see where there'd be weird gray areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, a player shouldn't have to be like, hey, I need to figure out this blocking scheme, but I can't go talk yeah. to the guy I'm snapping it to. I have to go talk to my coach. Yeah, I can yeah, see yeah. where that's we. I I get it. And I, yeah, and I and I think I yeah, and I think going back to this, going back to kind of where we started, I um, I like a person like Rogers in charge. Because I think if I were a Seattle fan and someone was like, "All right, we're gonna switch Rogers for Russell," mm-hmm. I think a lot of them would be like, "Like, like we were like, all right, well, f- I mean, we we got Hall of Fame quarterbacks going back to back, right. you know, like right." Seattle would probably be like, "Man, I don't want that pretty boy California exactly. kid coming yeah. in here. Wow, oh, the dude can fucking sling it though." Yeah. It's like, all right, yeah, and that it's that that's that's how I'd feel about like Russell Wilson. Like, I don't want this prima donna motherfucker yeah, coming into my Sierra. house, but like. I mean, the fucker can throw the ball. Like, but my biggest yeah. thing would be like, okay, well, but does he know how we work? Does he know right. how the offense works? And But if someone were to say, like, all right, well, it's either Love, who's grown up under Rodgers for a couple of years, or Russell Wilson, I'd be like, well, I mean, Love would look good in a different uniform? <laughs> for sure, dude. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's going to be a fucking, I think two years from now, we're we're going to be having a whole different conversation here at this table. Dude, I do too, man. That's that's We got to embrace just we got to just embrace the present, man. I I do this too much where I think about the shit I was talking about with <laughs> Would you trade Rodgers for Wilson, you know, like I do that too much but with, it's, just about it's everything yeah. in life. And I just, mean, this is what we were talking about before the season started, like is yeah. Rodgers even going to be back? Like this is what the, our quote was talking about. Be content with what you got and not someone else's shit. Like, hey, and I'm pretty content right now. Dude, like, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving, I'm, I'm loving uh, the team. I think Rodgers is on. A, I think he's in a good yeah. headspace, and he's on. He's jiving. He's jiving. He's jiving. Um, and, yeah, no, I think. But if we don't win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Cut that hair, man. <laughs> but right now it looks good, dude. I love it. it. I love great, it. But if you bro. lose, if you start losing, uh, man. Uh, yeah, who knows? Next year LaFleur could be the head coach of the Raiders and Rodgers and fucking Devontae could be Oakland folk. Or... Now, LA. If, would you rather have Jordan Love or Derek Carr? Oh. Give me Love. I'd rather have Love. Even yeah, though, I'd, take, I'd take Love. I'd take He's... the unknown versus the... Eh, it's pretty good. The four hundred twenty-five one game and losing another game. I don't know. Yeah. Derek Carr reminds me so much of Brett Favre, in a sense of where like he's just throws the ball anywhere. But like he doesn't have the arm, Favre. <laughs> like yeah, he like he's like yeah, like he's, he's like Favre, he's Favre in a Halloween up. in a <laughs> Oakland Raiders co- Halloween costume, like. Triple covered, fuck it! Fuck it, I'm Favre! <laughs> yeah. No, you're not! No, you're not. <laughs> She goes, you wear number four. Oh, man. Feel bad for love, dude. I bet we draft a quarterback next round in the first, <laughs> next year in the first round, bro. <laughs> oh, man. <dude>. Grammers! <laughs> oh, my God. That dude is a special type of dog shit. Uh, all right, let's get the but fuck out He's also just a kid, so you can't hate him. No, nah, he fucking the, sucks. He's a piece of much. shit. Fuck him. <laughs> Hey, you know, just like Jeff Saturday and fucking grammar, it's fuck them, right? They they both suck pretty bad. They both probably should be playing pop grammar. And Jeff Saturday having common with Tommy. (laughs) 
Both suck, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, hey. <laughs> that was episode 43. Pack and talk. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> hey, what an ending, huh? Jeff Saturday sucks. I didn't know I was about to spark gaskets with that one. <laughs> that watched over piece of shit. Hey, I respect the fucking toughness you have for Green Bay, bro. Fuck Jeff Saturday, man. Fuck Jeff Saturday. Whoa, never got that far into the song. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Wait, wait, what'd you learn today, Carl? Um, I learned that Jeff Saturday is a washed up piece of shit in that, uh... Well, he was when he was with the Packers. With the Packers. That th- he's a Hall of Famer, man. <laughs> Show him some respect, you asshole. And that, um, uh... What was that word we learned today? Menagerie. Menagerie means uh, a group of animals that are used for a study. Yeah. Pretty interesting. I learned Carl doesn't know how to spell menagerie. <laughs> yeah, what a stupid fucking word, dude. Jesus Christ. Can we get a cool one next week? I thought that was a pretty cool word, man. How about misery? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Seamus, oh, thank man. you so much Sheamus. for hanging out with us tonight. Seamus, buddy, you the man. You the man. MVP of the show, man. Thanks Employee for the, thanks of for, uh, the month. The, uh, the, the show, the time stamps yeah, for man. the show. Appreciate that, man. We'll keep you in mind for next week if you want to join. Uh, other than that, if you don't, you're fired. Anyone wants to take a spot, hit us up. Hey. Shout More out to Nick Apollinari. It's episode 43. Hold us accountable. Deck, are you available? Can yeah. you come back to Wisconsin, please? Hey, real quick. Seamus, you suck. <laughs> hey, peace out, folks. Hold us accountable. Hold us accountable. Hold us accountable.